finally time for the Friday Night Morning Show with Angelica, Jesse, and Kevin. Is the DOJ covering up for the Biden crime family? The Supreme Court finally got a few right, and we've got so much more on the Friday Night Morning Show. Welcome to the show, everybody. So glad to have you. You can see, we warned you, Angelica and Jesse are not here. They are taking their long-awaited uh, honeymoon. They got married quite a while ago, and they finally, finally decided to leave this week. And they're heading, they're going on a pretty extensive road trip out west in South Dakota, Wyoming. Uh, God, they, they told me Utah, I think they're Arizona, California. They're doing quite the road trip. So Hey, Kevin, we, can I jump in for a second here? Yeah. Um, this is my first time on the show, and it's the end of Pride Month, and I have all the superheroes with their rear ends facing me. And, and, I, is there some joke I'm not a part of here? <laughs> That's Jesse's toys. Oh, okay. I, you know, I, I'm trying to do the intro here. Okay, and, sorry. I just got a little concerned. Superman's cape is not quite long enough. <laughs> At any rate, I've got to introduce good friend of mine. This is Charlie. We brought him in because Jesse and Angelica are off on their road trip. And uh, so everybody, please say hi to Charlie. He's a longtime friend, good guy, good patriot, lots, very knowledgeable. This guy probably knows more than I do. He researches. So I, uh, hi there. Happy uh, Friday night to you. Fourth of July weekend, everybody. It is a, I kind of have a little bit of a hall pass tonight. So Kevin's timing to say, Hey, you want to come off the show was pretty good. And normally I'd probably be like, I don't like being on camera, but we were all locked up in prison for a couple of years and everybody understands video calls now and talking into a camera and all that good stuff. And between all the research of things going on in this world in the last few years and kind of I'm, I'm woke today because I'm awoke to woke? all of the nonsense that's been going on. You're awake. I don't know what the right term is, but... <laughs> I'm just going to use woke, and I got one more day of the month. I, I got I got to raise the BS flag on the uh, the shy part, though. I have firsthand knowledge of many karaoke nights with Charlie at the mic. That is true. Um, <laughs> I don't remember being there. That's it was sponsored by Coors Light and Jagermeister. So. Yes, exactly. So I don't always uh, have a recollection of that, Senator. <laughs> no, but good to be here. I think it's uh, this this is this is fun. I haven't. I've done other things before from a work standpoint and, you know, thing on your hip and thing in your ear, but this is, I never get to, I have to talk about work stuff and not things that are important to me personally and on a daily basis. So, and you can open up and be uncensored here. Yeah. I'm i I'm not a, I would say I'm not a frequent Facebook jail person, but the things that I get put in jail for are always interesting to me. It's, it's not getting into bathroom arguments with people about dumb stuff and name calling. It's typically putting out content that they don't want to hear or see or have exposed that I'm like, well, that doesn't seem right. And do a little bit of research. Also, you post something, they're like, ah, you're in jail. I'm like, well, what for? I didn't swear. I'm like, I just, I'm watching Ellen DeGeneres call somebody something and Rosie O'Donnell say something. And I'm like, I just posted the truth and they don't like that. Right. So, yeah. So I'm, uh, I've got a, I don't have a teardrop under my eye, but I've been (laughs) spent some time in jail. (laughs) No jailhouse tats yet? No, no, no. We, we have Jesse on the show who is our resident, um, what would you call Facebook jail veteran, I guess. I, it doesn't matter what he says, they throw him in Facebook jail. He's been, I don't know if he's behaved himself lately or what's going on, but now he gets like little warnings. He'll post something and 
And all of a sudden, Facebook says, are you sure you want to post this? Because we're going to throw you in Facebook yeah, jail. It is. It's it's Scary. amazing. I, I've, the last few that I've gotten like that are some something just dumb comes out in the news, just obvious propaganda and nonsense and a distraction from reality. And look over here, shiny object over there. And they do give the warnings. And they're like, are you sure you want to post this? And I'm like, and like the last three times I've said, I've never, America has never had such a gullible population. That's it. Saying people are gullible and they're like, well, you can't say that about a mass statement about people. I'm like, but if they are, right, they're, they like dancing with the stars and CNN and not digging into stuff for themselves. It's like, hey, read a, read a paper about a, a decision on a, some court case and not just the, not just the headlines that they give you because they, they just distract from, you know, these three Supreme Court things are going on. They're going, they're spitting it in such a way you're going, that's not what they're saying. That's literally not what they're saying, but people are headline readers because they're gullible. So everybody wants their news in gullible's real, you know, five, five to 10 second sound bites. Yeah. It's a TikTok. It's a TikTok world. Absolutely. TikTok brain going, oh, it's more than 17 seconds. When you have to post stuff going, okay, this video, it's a minute long. So can you, can you hang with me folks? I know it's not TikTok and but you have to do it to adults too. Going, Hey, like this is a real thing. Right. And you see, I see it at work all the time. People are going, I just got a couple minutes. I'm like, or the meeting's almost over. Well, but we're not done yet. Like we're not done. So when we get to mission accomplished, we came here to talk about something, make a decision, and then take some action. It's like it's oh, too long a discussion. I can't. I, I got to go to another meeting. I'm like okay, this is why you don't Jeez. get stuff done. Yeah, that we need to dig into facts more. I mean, that that's one thing. Kind of stems off what we were talking about tonight with the Supreme Court getting a few things right. One of their rulings was that the the website designer could not be forced to design a website for things she didn't believe in. Uh, you know, she is a, a religious person, yep. Christian, I'm assuming. I don't know that for a fact, but she had a client that asked her to do something that she did not believe in and said, no, I'm not going to put my work out mm-hmm. promoting that. And the Supreme Court, if you read the ruling, what I was really impressed with they essentially said that you don't have the right to not be offended. Amen. It's right? huge. It, that is it is huge. huge. And it's the world we live in, right? But I, I think people are just so used to a Facebook taking down a post of something they don't like versus saying, well, dig into the behind the scenes and not dig into the legality of things, right? Like people just forget there's a constitution. They literally forget that in their feelings. You're feeling, you know, you see the t-shirts, my, you know, my rights on end where your feelings start, whatever, whatever I'm going, but it's true, right? There's, there's a legal system in place. There's three branches of government for a reason. Literally there's three for a reason. And we're finding out right now why there's three, right? Congress is worthless. The white house is worthless. The only thing keeping our country even remotely in the right path is sometimes John Roberts, but a six to three majority. And it was a triple win for Trump this week because three of his appointees just stomped out the nonsense. Well, yeah, and the, and for those of you that don't or have not heard all three of those rulings, one of them being, like we said, the web designer or or any business for that matter can't be forced to do something that they object to. We have a right to free speech, and that free speech includes the right to not be forced to to have a speech. You know, you can't be forced into a position or say something you don't want. So that was a big one. The second one struck down the affirmative action in college admissions. So we'll see where that goes because they left a little bit of opening saying that they could count uh, adversity. 
Yeah. As, as part of the admission. So we'll, we'll see if that really flies. If you faced more adversity, you might get more points for admission. That's right. I mean, and they'll, they'll find ways around it, right? And that's what they do. They just find ways around it. They'll drag it out. But here, here's what I, you know, on that yesterday, and it's, it's a big deal for, for years. Um, we've been just under this guise of you, you don't. And I'm always like, do, do you, when I go into the emergency room, right? It's just the oldest thing saying, do I want the most qualified person to save my life or do I want a quota system to change my life, save my life going? And I don't, I don't care about the color, the race, the creed. I want the best, right? And, and we should always want the best. Any sort of quota system going, if it's race-based, it's, it's racism defined. And I just, I just said, um, <laughs> 20 years of denying people admission to college based upon their skin color ended today. 20 years of admitting people to college based upon their skin color ended today as well. That's it. We're Absolutely going to just accurate. make it back to being fair, but they never want more. They never want to be fair. They always want more. The leftist loonies are losing their mind though. They are. It, it, did you see the the flood of texts? The, the oh, yeah. PMS, NBC. Oh the, yeah. It's, it's know, fun. CNN is losing their mind, but the worst thing I've ever seen, though, I could not believe that this came out of somebody's mouth. A, a leftist, I think she was a rep or something of that nature. I'm sorry, the mayor of New York is, is what it was. She said that blacks in this country cannot succeed in a merit-based society. That's kind of racist. Kind of racist? That's one of the most racist things <laughs> I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. I mean, literally... I, I want to be judge a man by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. Like we have to, I mean, in general, we have to use their words against them. Right. True. And it's right. I mean, Martin Luther King was not wrong. Like nothing has changed. I, I was traveling for business probably five years ago and I was in Columbus, Ohio, and they're put, they're putting up, they're constructing a building and they were constructing a black only college. And literally they were so proud of it saying, and people were, people were saying, you know, um, black only, white not allowed, Asian not allowed. This is on a billboard. I'm going, well, wait a second here. At what point? At what point can I be like, well, that sounds a little bit racist. <laughs> no, it's not a little. It's a lot. It's 100%. <laughs> and if you want to do it, that's cool. And if you want to have a private school, but you can't do that. You can't deny people based upon the color of their skin. Like Martin Luther King be rolling over his grave going, this is what he fought for on the content of my character. You know, I'm, I'm going to make a meme about Clarence Thomas saying, you know, something along that same line, not by the content of my ACTs, you know, by the content of my ACTs, not by the color of my skin. Cause that's what it is. Right. It's beautiful. It, it, it's like going an, another strong but black American. Tell people, tell, she just told every black American that no matter what you do, you can't succeed. I, I'm, I'm it's in the, it, it is, I, am amazed that the world of hurt didn't fall down on her with, you know, just being attacked by every black person in the country on f Facebook, not physically attacked. Don't get me wrong, but yep. how they did not completely cancel her within 10 minutes is beyond me because I, I honestly, I've never heard something so racist in my life. And, and it's such, and it's, and it's a lie for crying out loud. Right. And I'm going, by the way, you, you also want to say, Hey, by the way, mayor Hochul, I think is her name saying, yeah. If not on the merit, all of these kids go through public school systems. The vast majority, I mean, in, in the cities, probably 99% go through your school systems run by your school boards that are put in place by your voters who are all Democrats. So if, if they can't get through on their own merit, then who's at fault? You have to start looking at these things, right? So if you, if you want to take blame for, or you want to start handing out blame for the problem, go, 
This is your system. This is literally the ecosystem that you have built from an education standpoint. And you're saying it's garbage and it'll never work. I'm like, okay, then let's just stop. Let's let's look at how much we're given to public schools and say, let's start a voucher system. What a weird concept. It's a good thing nobody ever told Clarence Thomas that he couldn't That's succeed right. in his That's merits. Right. And they're, and, they're, and of course, <laughs> and of course, they're already on. I saw it. They're like the person who benefited most from affirmative action. It's like, is that really? what it was, or does he know? Does he know the Constitution? Right? You, you, you forget. Which again, I can't remember which of the two Supreme Court justices, one of the two gals, was never a judge. She clerked for a judge, right? So never had to put someone's life at a decision in Kagan. her hands ever. Is it Kagan? Yes. Yeah. I mean, one was, one was because she loves me. Another one because whatever. She just, so do my R. She's, she's the lesbian. Oh, I literally don't care. Yeah. But I'm going, I want a judge that knows the constitution that's actually decided a case, a case in a court of law. And she hasn't, which is why she has no idea what she's talking about. Like you don't know the implications of this downstream. You haven't thought it through and going, and by the way, going, is, is somebody writing her briefs for her? But Probably. That, well, no, I don't think so. Have you read some of her briefs? Well, they're they're really dumb. Like, they're because really dumb. People may not understand this. When the Supreme Court, when they make a ruling, every single justice writes an interpretation. They write a ruling, okay? And the majority ruling, the when it's six to three, the six people decide on one of those judges to write the majority opinion, but the other judges still oh, write an opinion. Yep. And then the minority, the, the dissenting judges, they all write an opinion, but they pick one to be the minority opinion. So on every ruling in, at every Supreme Court case, there is an opinion. You can go and read them and you read hers and oh my God, it, it's almost unintelligible. If there's anybody that is um, affirmative action put to the Supreme Court, right? Right, going. I'm pretty sure it's you because you were never a judge. I, I don't, and, and then maybe there's precedent for it. Maybe you just have you know this guy's my buddy. But Merrick Garland couldn't get on. I'm, I, I actually think Merrick Garland's more qualified than she is because he actually sat on a federal bench and and determined legality. She never did. She did some research. That's cool. But she never had to look somebody in the eye saying, "I'm going to put you in jail." I'm going to let you out or I'm going to put you under the, on the chair in the chair. So never, none of it. She has no real world experience going, just, just be quiet. Like just ad admit that, you know, you were put there because of checking some boxes. That's it. So you are, you literally are affirmative action at the highest court in the land. You get, you get some really, really talented people who clerk for you when you're a Supreme court justice. Maybe she should hand off some of that to the clerks. Right. Right. <laughs> she, she's, you know, and you look, I mean, I'm a, I'm a dork. I mean, I, I watched from, you know, occasional Patriot, occasional trader, John Roberts. I watched all of their the Supreme court nomination hearings. I mean, all of them for the last however many years. And I, and I also try and go, okay, who's, who owns these people? Who owns them? Cause you never, ever know. Right. I mean, Roberts was impeccable from his, just his legal standpoint. Alito was impeccable. These guys are so intelligent in the versings of the law, just like Alito was right. But then, but you, you can't, like, all of them aren't that way. They're not created equal. There are, there are I'm a, a, a phenomenal major league level judge, or I'm an appointee for, to check some boxes. Yeah. And, and, and John Roberts was a, you know, wolf in sheep's clothing, right? Yep. I mean, oh my God, did we get stung on that one? If, if he was an actual constitutional judge that, the Supreme Court would be a solid six-three decision Absolutely. every time, and you just have to. And that's what I asked him. Going, I mean, what was it? I asked my wife yesterday, and I go about the affirmative action. I'm going, 
what was it? Six, three or five, four. That goes six, three. I'm like, really? Wow. Yeah. I'm like, I, I was a little surprised as well. I mean, I think all of them are six, three, right? Yeah. All, all the which rulings is, I mean, six, three, which is, these are big deals happening in this country. And the guy that's literally sold us out for 10 years, give or take yeah. has kind of come around. I don't know. What Maybe. was his, his <clears throat> biggest sellout had to be the COVID or I'm sorry, Obamacare, not, the Obamacare yeah. that has a, I don't even know how that he ruled it as a, it was a tax. Yeah. Something about a tax. Oh my God. I, you're like, what are you talking about? Come not on. Even close. And the third ruling, third ruling that they made was, uh, oh my God, I just <laughs> drew an absolute blank. We've got the freedom of speech issue. Oh, the college, the college, the, the college the right off tuition or right off your college debt. So dumb. Another one just like Obama or uh, Biden cannot cancel the student debt. No. It wasn't, that one wasn't even close. It wasn't I, even close. No. I honestly, I think that was a, a unanimous decision. Was it? Yeah. I, I'm, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to look at just, I hear it. I'm going, okay, just common sense prevails again. I almost don't even want to know. It's, it's cool. I'm going, Hey, maybe somebody else has a brain on the other side, but you can't just write off somebody's debt. You just can't. I mean, pausing it during a, a man-made pandemic. Okay. That's one thing. Writing it off altogether. That's a whole different story, right? This, these are taxpayer funded things in a lot of cases, institutionally funded things going, Oh, I'm sorry. And my wife's got college debt still. And she's just like, I'm not, you're not writing it off. Like that's, I'm not going to, I, I, I signed a contract. I'm going to pay for this stuff. It's like, I'm sorry, your degree in, in, you know, marble magnification isn't getting you anywhere in life. <laughs> the but, basket weaving yeah, degree. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going, but that's not my problem. Like it's same, same with people who go to college and going, Oh, I came out with 120 grand of debt for an elementary education degree. I'm like, well, did, do you not have a guidance counselor in high school where you're going, that's going to take you a long time to pay off with that type of degree. So don't go to a private university for 60 grand a year, go to state university, which are also getting ridiculously expensive, right? Yeah. And community colleges, all those things, hundred uh, percent tech, tech schools, hundred percent. I mean, my son went to tech school for welding. He's making great freaking money. Yeah. It's amazing. Great I mean, it's, money. There's, there's this, there's this chasm of, you know, higher education and disclaimer, I went to college for a year. I, I did well in high school. I did okay there. I got a job. I'm going, I'm going to you know, start working. I mean, eventually I'm going to pay off my dad, make some money. I never left. So, but in the meantime, I've gone through, through work, uh, just countless technical trainings and certifications, whatever else. So in my particular field, people come in, I'm like, you know, what's your degree or whatever? And like, I got this. I'm like, well, that's cool. Welcome to the real world. And what, what happens in a book in a classroom by a person that's probably got a 20 year dated history of how things used to be, especially in the tech world. But it was, it used to be, it was really fun because I would get asked to go talk about our industry at colleges. So I'm talking to college kids about our industry <laughs> and I'm like, I'm a heathen because I don't have a degree. And I'm like, okay, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Like exactly. <clears throat> let's, let's compare taxes right now and I'm doing okay. I, I went to tech school, you know, for, for my position as a pilot, I went to a tech school to learn how to fly. It's a, you know, it's a skill. It's yeah. Yeah. But there is still kind of this, uh, there's an old school stigma that somehow or another we're, we're white collar professionals. And there are a number of, uh, well, the larger airlines will not hire without a college degree. Yep. So when I started working at the small regionals, I did my degree online, paid as I went. I got my degree. I got a college degree, but I never needed it. Not yeah. once. Other than to go get that job. Bingo. <clears throat> Super it's, funny. And I, I'm, you know, I, I had a, I've been doing in my career for a long time and I'm closing in on 30 years in the same job wow. and the same company and same Christmas party. And, you know, I still get a toaster every year and no, but it's been really good. And 
you know, I, I, you know, we work with, you know, big, big companies. I mean, you know, our, our manufacturers are 50, 60, $80 billion companies and you get together with them. And I, and I, I schmooze with them as if I'm one of them and I'm and like, Oh, what school do you go to? Whatever. And I'm like, well, I went to the school and I started working here when I was 20. And they're like, you don't have a degree. Like, it's like a, Oh yeah. I'm like it's it's a scarlet letter. I'm like, I know about your product more than you know about your product with my eyes closed. Right. And, and, but then they're kind of like, it's kind of that dawning of going, well, maybe it isn't all that important. It's important. And I'm going, you know, the, the theory was, well, if you can stay four years in college and you're probably going to stay at the job that you, when we hire you for a long time, that's super cool. That's, that's a real millennial thought process. Like I want to start at $90,000 a year and have six weeks vacation. That's the new thought process going, but you don't know anything about anything yet. Why would you expect you're going to get that? Well, I just, cause I went to college. Yeah. Well, that's not the answer. I'm sorry. Right. And you want me to work here. You want yeah. me to give up my precious free time. That's to work right here. Yeah. It's really hard hiring. And now people want to work from home. Like, well, no, we, we physically have products and products that go out the door and you have to touch them and do things with them. And, and that's here that they're in our building. We're not going to ship stuff to your house to do stuff. So you can, you know, wear your, wear your jammy pants all day. And that's it. I mean, it's such a, it's such a different world, but it's not, it's not just millennials. It's, it's full on adults, 50 year old people going, I don't want to come back to the office. It, it was and, amazing and, to me at, you know, after the whole COVID experience where a lot of people were exposed to working from home, I mean, I know myself, I did a lot of work from home in my other positions and, you know, it, that kind of taste of that working from home thing, people are not willing, they don't want to give it up. No, they don't. And, and there's a lot of people who, you know, we talked about it on here when they were giving away free money to stay home. They're like, well, yeah, let's keep doing that. It doesn't work that way, no. people. The world doesn't go like that. When they announced that and they started coming out with that, I, I had a Facebook post and I said, I go, we are literally creating a new class of people in this country, right? So you have upper class, middle class, lower class, whatever. Like we're creating a class that is lower, middle, even upper class that because they can get paid to stay home and don't have to go to work for whatever season, it's going to be hard to get people off the government hit. It really oh, is. Time. And and for years, people are going, well, I can, if I do this, this, and this, they're finding ways to make almost as much money by not going to work. And I'm like, well, that's not a strategy, guys. That, that's a short-term thing, right? And But but between that and then when, okay, it's time to come back now, like your job is physically here. It, yep. I don't know if I want to anymore. I'm like, okay, well, then we'll find somebody who does, right? So I'm, I'm really going, I'm hoping that, and, and I'm hearing signs, you know, that, that the class of, you know, youth coming up, 15, 16, ever going, hey, I, I don't want to have, you know, a, I don't want to have a BMX bike for $140. I want an $1,800 iPhone. It's like, well, that doesn't grow on trees. So you got to go and get a job and work for it. So we're, we're seeing some signs of that. It's, it's the same TikTok generation. So you, you really got to just make sure you understand that, you know, it's an eight-hour workday. And we're going through this right now going, you know, it, it's an eight-hour workday. And you got to get up at six in the morning. And, and when you come home, you might be tired. And your and, day might be over. It's and, not and, fun. And we start at this start time. Yeah. It, Every day. It, it's not, you know, plus or minus 15 minutes to an hour. No, it's at six o'clock we start. Yeah. You you clock in at six and you have to be here at six. And, and you have to come every day. That That is an eye opener to a lot of people. It I've is. Seen. It really is. And, and you know, and it, but it started to keep in mind, kids didn't have to go to school for a couple of years, right? They're at home. And that, that's, a, that's a, it's, you kind of go, well, is that the way the world works? Is that, you know, kids are 16, 18 or 18, 19 years old now. They're going, well, in the last two years, I didn't really, I, I could do, I could be remote. 
and I can do remote learning and distance learning. And my social skills are absolutely in the toilet, <laughs> right? Because, okay. because, you know, and, and I think it's a, there's a, there's a discipline that kind of has to be back in, in place here. And it comes from the parents, right? It literally comes from parents, the kids saying, no, you gotta do this. Like, I'm sorry, you gotta you know, pick up, do whatever, pick up your room, you know, get dressed, get out of bed, all these things that are, that they were, they were, you know, and if I think of it as a, as a 16 year old going, what kind of losers are, are the world that these adults that I'm in, what did they put us, what did they get us into, right? You put us into a world where we're creating viruses in order to create vaccines. We're rigging elections. We're all these things, everything that you see on television is fake. Like, what did you, were you, were you asleep at the wheel? And we're kind of going, well, I think our parents were asleep at the wheel too because of that stupid programming, right? So it's a television program. Exactly. Because you're programmed. Everything you see on television is scripted to direct. That's it. And, and to, 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 to pit people against each other and to pit classes, to create classes, to pit them against each other. So it's more of, you know, us sitting here, I haven't seen you for a while, right? I mean, oh, it's been a while, whatever. Yeah. I don't come into counties anymore that were masked, mask zones, whatever else. Right. I just stayed away from there and we didn't believe in such a thing where I live. I did not wear a mask. Yeah, I did. I did. I just didn't. I walk into a store. They say, you got to wear a mask. I say, okay. And I keep doing my thing. I did too. I'm like, <laughs> just because after a while, when there were, when there were confrontations early on, manager like, I'm not going to send a 16 year old kid against a guy that's not going to wear a mask. He might just punch him in the face, right. which that's not me. I'm going, I would just say, I have a medical condition. You can't ask me what it is. And I just walk by. Yeah. Including I had a really fun time where in my, I'm in the middle of nowhere, right? <clears throat> I mean, town's 600 people and there's a little gas station right there. And this is probably mid 2020. And I went up to get a sandwich for lunch. You know, everybody's working from home and I go in and there's a gal I saw a state of Minnesota car was there. And the guy had just opened the gas station, hiring people from all over the place it was, it was like in the station sat idle for probably five, six years. Right. So the, the, the it's a, not even a town, it's a little township. Right. It was dead. And this guy literally dumped in a lot of money to make this thing viable again for the community. And she comes in and I can hear her. And she's like, your mask keeps falling down. He's like, well, I'm trying to talk to you. You can't hear me. I'm six foot five and you're five foot four. It's <laughs> like, you can't hear me. And she, and I heard him. So I walk in out of a mask. I'm like, whatever. And, but I'm kind of listening and I'm walking around and, and she's telling him, she's like, um, what are you going to do when someone comes in here and contracts COVID because you're not making your customers wear a mask? She's like, and what if they die? And I'm sitting listening to this going, okay, Polly Sunshine. Like, he's like, how are they going to know they got it from my store? And she's like, because they're not wearing masks. I'm like, okay, I don't know. Felt she had a, an illegitimate child that's 35 years old. <laughs> right. So I'm like, I'm going to go home. I literally drove home and I got my body cam because I bought a body cam. Yeah, I remember that. Remember that? And, I, and I came back to the store and I walk in, I walk over. So she's now behind the counter berating the gal that's making sandwiches, whatever else, or people who are actually working, like doing the trades, you know, the, the necessary, the essential workers doing things like fixing cars and paving Keep, roads. Keeping our world Keeping open. our world alive. And she's berating this gal and she's just like, well, I, I have to do this. And she's like, it gets hot back here and I need to take my, she's like, well, you can't do that. <clears throat> so I walk up and there's a guy walks in behind me and I walk up to the, I grab a soda, whatever. And she's like, excuse me, sir. And she stops talking. And I kind of look at her and, and I'm not, I'm not a mean person, but I'm, I'm fed up with all the nonsense at this point after months of just the lies and the fake numbers and every death's a COVID death now, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and she said, can you please put a, please put a mask on? And I'm like, no. And I look at, her, I'm like, are you one of those mask Nazis? And she looks at me, literally got all indignant. She's just like, I work for the state of Minnesota and Governor Jamal's. I'm like, you are one of those Nazis. <laughs> and she's just looking at me like, and I learned earlier that some of these people were deputized. Like they're, they're, they're making them officials of the law. And I'm like, and I go, she said she worked for the Department of Agriculture. I'm like, well, you're probably well-versed in 
you know, biochemistry and sciences and viruses because you work for the Department of Ag. And I said, oh, wait, you can't ask me what it is, can you? And, she, and I, said, I said, I have a condition. Can't wear a mask. And she's like, okay. And I started walking away. I came back. I'm like, you can't ask me what it is, can you? She's like, nope. And I smiled at her with this big old smile and I walked out. <laughs> and oh my gosh, should I hear about it later on? And I, I'm like, did she leave? You know, just like, just just badgering people about nonsense because they're empowered. Like well, they, that's the thing. They, they, they somehow feel this moral superiority over you, right? That, oh, we're protecting the innocent. It's like you're doing nothing. It's a 99 cent mask from Walmart made in China. Like you're, what, what part of, what part of, you know, I mean. And, and it says right on the box. Yeah, it does not, does not prevent virus transmission going, I, I don't know. I, I, I did, I did, I, we had a, a checkup for our little guy and I wore a mask there and we bought some land down in Tennessee. And I wore a mask on the plane down there. That was it. So for whatever, that whole season, I don't even know. Um, it was just like, this is dumb. But I, I as towards the end and where I'm at, you know, around the country and the, the grocery the grocery store, they just stopped. They're like, just dumb. The people working there, like, we're not wearing them anymore. If you want food, come in here. If you want us to work here, we're not wearing masks. And I walked in and there's this guy standing there. He's getting some bratwurst or something. And I walk up behind him. He's I can see he's not masked. And I walk up behind him. I'm like, you son of a... <laughs> you killed my grandmother, you selfish bastard. <laughs> and he turns around and he looks at me. I'm not wearing a mask either. I'm like, just kidding, man, whatever. And he's like, oh my gosh. He's like, I thought you were one of them. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I am one of them, but on right. the right side, on the common other, sense. Right, the common sense. Speaking of, of Tennessee, uh, we, we've been telling our viewers how to kind of like be, to, to get ready to have themselves prepared. We're not talking prepping here. Yep. We're not trying to push a prepper. There's plenty of prepper shows. You can watch all yep. those. We're not a prepper show, but we're, we're a common sense, um, kind of have a plan type of thing. We're talking about plans and what you can do getting involved with, you know, what's in your line of sight, your sphere of influence, your friends, your neighbors, uh, things that you can do if something goes to shit. Yep. And you, I know you've been talking about this, I forget how many year plan it is, but you got a plan to get out of this Nazi state. We do. And we, uh, we were going to where we originally wanted to go about six, seven years ago and kind of bounced around. We bought some land in Tennessee and everybody's moving to Tennessee, right? And There's no state income beautiful. tax, beautiful state, no state income tax, just pretty normal people. But then as we were going through there, we bought land down there yeah. and during 2020, we bought it and they don't, they wanted, you know, think of June, 2020, who wants to have anybody from Minnesota move to their state, you know, during all the St. George Floyd riots? Right. Going, no, they don't, they wouldn't even answer our phone calls. Like your 612 number, you're Minneapolis. Yep. Never mind. I talk with people not interested, but we get down there and it's one of these things where you're, you're kind of wondering going, okay, the governor talks tough, but you get into Memphis, you get into Nashville, you get into Oxford, the three big cities. And it is no different than being downtown Minneapolis masks everywhere. Oh, Memphis uh, is rough. Memphis is really rough in general. But going, as soon as you got a city limits, you're fine. Back to normal. It's kind of like going to South Dakota, going to Wyoming. They're going, yeah, we don't really buy into that nonsense because it doesn't work. You're going to get it. It's a virus. And I know people, I mean, we all know people who got it, right? And people that, I don't know anybody that died. I know people that died from probably the vaccine than actually the virus. Um, I, I got it at least two times, probably three times. I mean, January 2020, I was in Nashville, one of the hotspots. No taste, no smell for six months. And sicker than a dog, could barely breathe. I'm glad I didn't like go. It's probably, I think it was April they're like, yeah, new, no sense of taste or smell either. I'm like, well, I had it and I still have it because I can't taste and sell smell. But the, but the, it was just the weirdest thing where, where people just kind of lost it. They just 
whatever's on TV, whatever Fauci said. Yeah. They just believed it. Everything. That and was, and he, yeah. I mean, it took one Google search of Fauci to go, when he's actually, when he said, you know, I've lasted five presidents, I'm going, well, that means you're part of the swamp. Like you nobody are, lasts five presidents. You are I don't care really, what it is. really good at living in the swamp. That's right. Really which, good. Which means you're probably part of it. And good Lord, was he ever, oh, right? Oh, God, horrible. And he's kind of just faded now, right? And well, he's going to go teach. He's going to be a professor in Georgia. I want to say what some college in Georgia. He's going to be a pe- professor. Yeah. Well, good riddance, right? So, and I have no doubt that whoever his successor was, I, I don't even know. I haven't looked yet, but I have no doubt that he has his hand in the successor because. Oh yeah, yeah. He don't. has to keep the clamps on what he did. Hundred percent. You just, you go back to um, the AIDS epidemic in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. and I grew up with that. Fauci was the- Wait, you grew abs- up with AIDS? Hold on a second here. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Fauci was the absolute antichrist to the people in that community. Absolutely he was. And, and he still is amongst a lot of people because of his assertion that HIV causes AIDS. And he absolutely shut down anybody that disagreed with that hundred percent. And he was totally wrong. There's, there's, there's that, there's an article, um, from, uh, what's Huffington post, just Google like Fauci Huffington post whitewashing of AIDS history. I mean, and you read art, I mean, you know, it's, it's the world of the internet's people like it's on the line. These things don't go away. And Fauci's like heterosexual people are spreading AIDS. Yeah. It's like, well, wait a second. Is that what's really happening? Kind of like monkeypox. So actually you're trying to scare the world, but it's really not. It's, it's a community that is at at risk behavior that's doing it. And he actually, actually said that children could bring AIDS home from school. Of course. Just like they could bring COVID home from school. Remember, remember in walls. So yeah, got caught. Just, they literally got, you know, they got FOIA and they're going, okay, there's a lot of, there's a lot of nursing home deaths. We're going to have to spin the narrative, say it's kids that are playing sports and then bringing home mom and dad are going to see grandma and grandpa. And they got busted. Malcolm, and they're just creating this narrative. I mean, we had, we paid outside PR firms to create all of our stuff. Like, I wonder when that was planned. Well, they just doubled down on the, on the lie. Yeah, right? they doubled down. 100%. It's, it's lie after lie after lie. And if they get caught at it, they just keep repeating the lie. Yeah. And, and the media gets a whole no pass, account- right? Yeah. Gives no pass, accountability. So. They can say whatever they want with impunity. But so yeah, Fauci is well-versed in the swamp. He's, he, he did his trial run with the AIDS cover up and 100%. And into COVID he was spot on. Well, two segues from here. One is, um, so I'm, I'm one of the a-holes that read, you know, Fauci got deposed and I think it was Louisiana and uh, Missouri about all the COVID, all the COVID stuff. And, you know, what's real? When did you know? What did you know? All that kind of stuff. So it was like 400 pages, but I read it when I'm going through it. And if you turn on Lester Holt every night, the world is ending on NBC. Stay tuned. They revered Fauci, the, the world's most prolific virologist, the world's this, the world's that, the, the nation's leading vaccine, whatever, or virus, whatever you want. But when he gets deposed and he's under a court, not the media propaganda, right. when he's under oath on what he says and did and does, Tony Fauci doesn't quite think so highly of himself anymore. He doesn't know and anything. He, he doesn't know anything about anything. He's like, well, you're, you're actually talking about, um, you know, reproductive this and that. And he's like, that's not really my field of expertise. He just kept saying, I don't really know. I'm not the expert. I'm not the expert. I'm going, well, I thought you're the expert for three years. You're told the expert. He's, but what's interesting don't is- remember. Attack on me is an attack on, on science. science. I am the science. That's I right. am the science. Until you're under oath. <laughs> then you're like, I don't really know a lot about science. I don't know. It's, but it's amazing. I'm reading this thing going, this guy's a clown. This guy's literally a clown. 
and they just gave him a hall pass. But it's it's on record, right? You can and you can look it up. I mean, I don't know if, if there's um, the state of Missouri. I think the attorney general's name is uh, Eric Schmidt in Missouri, and it's all there, right? Some of it they have some audio, some of it, but you can actually read everything. And I mean, literally, Fauci's first call. I mean, there's like. Hey, does it look like it came from a lab? Thanks for covering that. It doesn't look, doesn't look like it came from a lab. And he's calling, you know, the head of the, the World Health Organization. You know, for those who don't know, basically you, the U.S., the U.K., and Australia are basically one country, right? Yeah. We act differently, but all of our people, they all intertwine with each other on science, medicine, so on and so forth. We have our little, oh, it's yeah. our yeah. click, right? It's our click. And he's calling the U.K., calling your, uh, his counterpart in um, Australia saying, Okay, what are you hearing over there? What are you hearing over there in Australia? It's just completely went lockdown mode, right? And they're basically going, does it look like it came from a lab? That not, hey, we got to tell people how serious this thing might be because they knew how serious it was because they made it, right? Exactly. At, at no point going, is anybody? And I'm, I'm actually talking about even at work meetings now with people. I'm going, I said, wait, you still don't think that COVID came from a poor Chinaman that ate a bat in a wet market, did you? Do you still think that? And people, even the staunchest, are like, well, yeah. Something's it's, a little bit weird. Like, yeah, it's a little bit weird. I got to say hi to Jesse and Angelica out there. They're watching us right now. Uh, we miss you. Miss you on the show, guys. I hope you're enjoying your your honeymoon, though. Have have a blast. Um, this is Charlie, by the way. <laughs> hi, guys. I <clears throat> uh, hope you're having fun. It's, it's beautiful out west. A lot of free territory and free thinking. So you're going to love yeah, it. Yeah, you're going to enjoy that, Jesse. I know that for sure. Angelica, I know you're going to love it, too. You like the the road trip and we road tripped out to Virginia together. Oh, okay. I don't know if you knew that, but that was a crazy trip. Beautiful going through the Cumberland gap. Oh ooh, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Gorgeous. But so <laughs> we, we kind of got off trip sidetracked on the idiot Fauci, but so you purchased land in Tennessee. Yep. And then, and then as we're trying to go down there and we met with, we met, we drove, I drove down most of the time. Cause you can, you know, if you circle around Illinois, with 30 round magazines, you're not a felon. Right. So we would just go down here and just make it around to Tennessee and there's a spot you can cross the Missouri river and just barely, barely you're, you let it cross over into Illinois for two seconds and you're out of Illinois in Cairo, Cairo, Illinois. It's an interesting town. Um, but so we get down there and like I said, it's, it's going, well, it's not, you know, these bigger cities are no different than Minneapolis. Not at all. No. Leadership is super, super liberal. And, but we get to the country and it's fine. But we, we get down there and people are just like, what are you, what are you doing down here? But when you're talking to contract, contractors want to make money, right? They're sure. like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm building a drive. I want to put a driveway in. I got to build a pole shed. We're going to do that. And you know, here's our, here's our plan. We sold some other land. I'm paying in cash. So there's no, there's no whatever. And the, I'm, I'm talking to my driveway guy and he's like, he's like, wow. He's like, yeah, nobody's he's like, you got a neighbor from New York over there. This, this guy just bought just a the guy from Pennsylvania. This guy's from California. They're buying land sight unseen because you know you sell you sell a, a quarter acre lot in California for a million and a half dollars buys a lot of land in Tennessee. Oh, you get a ranch. Yeah, you can. Yep, and it's <clears throat> and they're taking over. He's like, people in Tennessee can't afford land in Tennessee anymore. And I'm sitting here thinking, going, so it's a destination. It's got great weather. It's got no state income tax. A lot of lot of things, but that means it's going to attract people. And they are on the map for electoral college vote. Right. So Tennessee is a super conservative state when it comes to how they vote. In fact, the, the county that we bought in was like 77% went for Trump. Right. So that's, that's, that's a, that's a lot. Right? Pretty solid. Yeah. Pretty solid. So where we're at, but I'm going, they're going to flip this and companies are moving to Nashville. 
They're moving to Tennessee Absolutely. because of tax purposes, so on and so forth. Saying, hey, who wants to move to Tennessee? And like, well, I'll relocate from Seattle to Tennessee. Or Minneapolis. <clears throat> or Minneapolis, Tennessee, <laughs> right? So they're just like it's happening in Texas, right? I mean, there's not there's not one big city left in Texas that's red. No. And going, they are, they are target number one. And when Texas goes, but I'm going, Tennessee ain't far behind. Tennessee has a lot going for it. It's got the same climate that people like from California. Minnesotans going, I love Tennessee, right? It's beautiful. It's green eight, nine months of the year. Yeah, almost year round is beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. So uh, we literally closed on the land and <clears throat> I think it was in August. And by September, we had taken a couple trips down there. I'm going, I don't know if this is where we're going to land. There's just, everybody's moving here. And again, but just like here, you're in the sticks, you're in the rural areas. Everybody's pretty conservative. Everybody's gun owning, Bible thumping, whatever. But, or at least freedom loving. And I started looking elsewhere. And we end up selling that land a year later and making good money on it because, again, sight unseen. Somebody, a guy bought, we had 25 acres, a guy bought it. I talked to him on the phone a couple times. I built a website that um, essentially just, you know, because realtors don't always do a great job with pictures and stuff. And right. like, so I built a website and I sold it and we bought land elsewhere. And, you know, we still may get a property there, you know, something just, you know, for the winter times where we're at, but I'm going, Nobody wants, nobody wants to, to live rough anymore, even at the expense of their freedoms. And right. we're choosing to live rougher. And I, I, originally, well, and I, I don't know if it was that, if it's that rough. I mean, you, it looks like you got a good homestead. Yeah. yeah we're, where we're at is good. I'm just thinking <laughs> weather-wise, right? There's snow and there's oh, rain yeah, and there's wind and there's other things, but I'm going, that keeps out, that keeps out the people who don't value freedom. You know, I used to say that about Minnesota. People Agreed. talk about yep. Minnesota. Oh my God, it's so cold there. I can't, how do you live in Minnesota? And, oh, and I said, well, it's it's okay. It keeps the riffraff out. Not, not anymore. anymore. Not anymore. It's just, just not doing it. I. So I don't know. Maybe the uh, the handouts are such that they can afford to buy heaters or something. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. And it, it's, it is a... You know, it's not, it's not where we grew up, right? And again, we have kids Definitely. and going, I'm not going to put our kids in a public school in Minnesota. Are you kidding me? Right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's in rural areas where I'm at. I mean, they're, they're, having, they're having battles with teachers and the education department and school boards of we're, we really need to push rainbow. We got to push rainbow. We got to push BLM. Teachers wearing shirts, posters in their uh, classrooms. The kids are like going, no, I mean, you're, so you're a community that's 95% pretty darn conservative. Right, they're not always the loudest ones, but they're the loudest popular. They're they're the, they're the largest ones, and it's a it's it's literally having battles. So we're going, you know, we got, we have a youngster. You starting kindergarten? I'm going. You ain't going to school in Minnesota. Are you kidding me? I don't. I, I grew up. I went to a private Catholic school, and you know, five kids. It, it wasn't cheap, right? No. And this is it's not it's not it's not it's 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 cheap, um, even though it costs money. In what's not going to be, there will be no indoctrination from kindergarten on. And, and there will be no drag queens reading books. There will be no Pride Month. It's school. It's I literally school. Just just saw an interview with a gal in California that testified before the uh, the state senate, California state senate, because her daughter was struggling with depression, teenager. Right, Teen, it, growing up is tough. Yeah. Let, let's not play around here. It, it is not fun and games, and I think it's even harder today than it was when you and I grew up. But it, you're you're a kid. You're trying to figure out where you are in the world. Mm -hmm. And she was struggling with depression. She's depressed. She the mother took her to see counselors and talked to the school. She well, she told the school, "Hey, I'm concerned about my daughter. Could you please keep an eye on her because I'm concerned about her welfare. She you know could be self harming or yep. I don't know." 
the school essentially took this child and convinced the child that she was a transgender. And they're it's called grooming. Her, it's called grooming. They literally groomed her to believe that she wanted to be a boy. They started giving her testosterone. Okay, a teenage girl giving her testosterone. The depression got worse. In the end, the girl ended up committing suicide. Of course, yeah. Okay. The Child Protective Services, CPS out in California, took the child away from the mother because the mother said, no, she's not transgender. She's depressed. She needs treatment. She needs a therapist. And they said she was denying her gender treatment and took her away from the mother. The state senator of of California, you know what he told the people of California? Flee. He said, you need to flee the state. Go to Tennessee. Don't go to where I'm going to. <laughs> when you have someone saying flee, yeah. that's pretty strong language that's coming from one of your language. reps. Correct. And, and that's just it, people. You need to flee those areas. And I'm thinking we're getting really close to where we need to flee Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, we're everything. We are just trying to be California. From a, you know, We want to create a new tax bracket. Doing well in life. Hey, we need to take some more from you. Wealth tax. I mean, I, I don't Everything. even see how it's, that's constitutional, even a little bit. No, and we're getting out before any of this craziness hits. I mean, it's like, this is just, but all, I mean, everything from a social engineering, from from all the different social initiatives, all the woke things going, it's just not, it's not home anymore. I'm sorry. And, and we have family here, right? I have a lot of family here and they're not super happy. I'm going, but what would you do? Like at some point, you know, again, we have a, we have a boy starting kindergarten. We're going to keep him as normal as possible. Like you're going to learn read and write and arithmetic, right? You're going to play some sports. You're not going to get indoctrinated by a teacher who, who I don't even know where they get this from. And I come from education, like parents, educators going, this is not, this is, this is not the same education union that they grew up with. Where they have separate boys and girls locker rooms. Yeah. Like, yeah. Separate. Yeah. Separate ones. Boys can't, Hey target. I haven't spent any money with you since you said 64 year old man with a mental disease can go pee next to my, my stepdaughters. Yeah, you don't get any of my money anymore. Nope. But the schools are the same way going, if, if you're going to allow that, but and good for the states that are saying, hey, you know, we're passing laws here. Boys can't play girls sports and vice versa. I mean, just things going, you know, I, I, I mean, talk about a war on women, right? You talk about a war on women. We talk about that all the time here. The, the, the left shouts up and down how they're the champion of women. Crazy. They, they're going to protect women. Protect women's rights, protect women's right to be, and and you know run around with their vagina hats on, right? Yep. And they are attacking women constantly. Yeah, actual women, actual the, women, the real women, physical women the are birthing, being attacked the birthing by units, the left. Those yes, ones, the birthing. Oh, that's it. Makes me crazy. The the twisting of the English language. They, they it just, is my my eighty four year old father on Mother's Day this year. So we all went over and. He had, a, he had a handwritten a sign on the door and said, welcome birthing units. <laughs> and we're just like, uh-huh, that's right. Uh, you, a different generation, literally a different generation going. But again, I'll, I'll be like, hey, dad, remember this thing going on, that thing going on? Yeah, you know, but you're busy with life, you're busy with kids. You're not paying attention to all the lies going on. And it wasn't, you know, television was new. I mean, it was truly programming from moment one um, the, the nightly news, the daily, all these stories going, but now there were, there were no, there was, you know, you had your three or four networks. And that's it. They were the truth. Now we got a whole different world, right? We're here talking about stuff that if we're talking about this on Facebook, it ain't going to get put up. Like I'm, I will guarantee you, I will say something by the end of the night that would have me locked up in Facebook jail and probably somebody knocking on my door. 
because that's just what I'm going. This is what I think. I'm free to think these things and say them. That's the beauty of, I mean, that's the reason they made it the first amendment. There's also a reason they made a second amendment pretty dang important too, in case you F with the first one. So it, it shows like this, there, there's a lot of them out on the internet, but the reason there are so many, the reason this show is growing the way it is is because people are not getting that journalism from mainstream news. I mean, it's literally the same, it's the same talking points owned by the same companies. Then you just read teleprompters. And it's a narrative. It's totally a narrative. There is no truth. There's no tough, hard hitting journalism. I mean, Biden goes on, what was it? CBS the other day. And Hunter Biden is literally got a slap on the wrist for a couple of felonies. Red handed. He is now being investigated hardcore by some people, you know, there's investigations are going on, but we've talked about this. We nothing will happen. Very pessimistic that anything will happen. Nothing will happen. Not a single question about that. And he's on a news program. President Biden on a news program doesn't get a single Hunter Biden question. Not one. And they were following the Trump kids around. Like, I mean, like superstars, like, Hey, if, if Donald Trump Jr. would have thrown his freaking latte cup away and missed the trash bag, yeah, or didn't recycle it, if he didn't recycle didn't re- it, he hates they the earth. would have called for him to be thrown in jail. Yeah, absolutely, yep. without a doubt. And they would have spun it to probably killed a uh, probably killed a couple ducks. Yeah, it, yep. or you know, caused a car accident on the yep. road or something. It's ridiculous the double standard and the narrative that is being pushed. And now we've got you know Merrick Garland is absolutely. We're finding out there's two IRS whistleblowers now that are stating unequivocally that they were hindered by the Department of Justice in their investigation into Hunter That's Biden. an obstruction. You're done. You have to be done. He has to go. But I mean, think all the things we're talking about right now, right? You can't say these things on Facebook, right? I mean, this is, this is why I rebel. I didn't, I told you, I didn't, I think, I think I came across, <laughs> somebody said something on one of my gun show, my gun channels I watch on YouTube and they're getting demonetized and deplatformed and everything else. And like, well, I'm over here and I'm and like, but I'm also on rumble. I'm like, you know, I should, I, I've heard about it for, I don't know, a couple of years maybe. And I'm going, I should check it out. And I'm, I got a Roku TV. I download the app and I'm like, it was like the man behind the curtain opened up for him going, listen to these people talk about reality. Right. Yeah, there's it's, actual facts there's coming actual, up, right? And, and, and even, even, even opinions, right? Not even just a fact going, and here's why that fact is, is horrible for whatever the topic is. Because people could talk freely. I'm like, this is crazy. So, I, you know, there's not as much content out here, but I'm going, I'm fine with that. Like, there's, there's you know, come with stories, real life stories, anecdotes, facts, talk about them, pontificate on them, and see where it goes, Right. You know, even to me, some of the biggest, you know, the biggest channels on YouTube, other thing else, I'm going, I'm pretty sure there's a teleprompter over there. Like this thing is a little bit too scripted for this thing to be, to be, you know, dynamic and live. And maybe that's what they do because they get, you know, clicks or clicks or money, this and that. But I'm like, right. we're just seeing a couple guys talking, right? Going, you know, pan around. There's not a, there's not a camera here. There's not screens running everywhere. It's we just, don't have a teleprompter. Here's what we think. Like, here's what we think. And based upon real life stories of what, what masking did and what, you know, people getting unemployment or getting $600 a week did to the economy and even bigger to the social engineering of the country, right? People that were hard workers are like, I don't want to work very hard anymore. I'm yeah, 38. Yeah, I'm I've been working think, a long time. Like, no, you haven't been working a long time. You're 38. I'm kind of thinking, yeah, you know, retirement sounds good. What the hell? Mm-hmm. I, I would love to be able to do that. Unfortunately, that's not the reality <laughs> of the world. That's right. And People are getting this idea that we should have a universal basic income. 
Have you heard that? They're actually playing with this idea that we should just pay people for being alive. Of course. It's called, it's called communism, right? <laughs> right. That's, that's, that's what it's called. <laughs> we're going to give you, if you're just going to pay, we'll give you bread and water. Well, like yeah, these, yeah, cut out the middleman. Why do you need the money? We'll just give you the food and housing. Well, and that's the, communism. The reason they stared, they tear down statues is to forget what was done. Like, that's it. Going, they're going around saying, if you forgot about this, I mean, you know, they're, they're trying to like not teach any history in school past what, 1970? Well, wait a second here. Something big kind of happened in the 30s and 40s that framed not just the world, but our country specifically. Like we literally, that, that's kind of the catalyst for us. The social studies. They, they stopped teaching actual social studies. They ta- stopped teaching the Constitution. They stopped teaching that American exceptionalism, right? The, yeah. the great experiment of an, an actual representative republic. We're, they People think we're a democracy. And so we're a democracy and everybody else isn't. Well, they, they don't even know the difference anymore. And that kind of thing, they had to take that away first so that they could start pushing the socialist ideals. And, we and, talk and quite that. honestly, maybe there, maybe we're, our exceptionalism is fading intentionally. Well, yeah, they, they want to tear it down. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, it's statues, it's books. I mean, I almost want to say, I want to get a, I should get a textbook from when I was a kid, social studies class, you know, from sixth grade and then 12th grade. And then, you know, every five years after that or whatever, six years after that going, how did they change the narrative? Right. Do they either just stop talking about what happened or the results of it? Because, I mean, quite honestly, some of these things are going, wait a second, things like Vietnam, you probably don't want to talk about that and the kickoff to Vietnam and what happened, right? We're going, there's some interesting history there. And, right. I mean, there's there's a great documentary on, I think it's Amazon Prime, The Man Who Disappeared. It's about William Colby, who ran the CIA for a long, 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 long time. I think it was in like 1954, Colby was in Vietnam and we were building barracks and we were building airstrips because we wanted to get in at any cost. Like, so, okay. So 10 years, 11 years before we actually were in there, we were planning out being in Vietnam. A lot of, a lot of poppy and a lot of heroin coming out of Vietnam too. Man. Right. So you're going, wait a second here. Did he have a premonition? And then when all the MK ultra stuff started happening and he just disappeared one day, they went to his house and he was gone. Guy that knew everything for 40 years worth of American knew CIA, where all the skeletons were, all the skeletons. He was gone. He could be sitting on a beach somewhere. Could be sitting in the bottom of the ocean somewhere too. But the, these things are going, you need to teach all of history, right? You yeah, do. even the warts. You, That's you right. Need to so, you do. You need to I, see the warts. I, I'm, cause event, because eventually you're going to just do it again, right? Because I mean, I'm going, I need to recognize history and saying, is it happening again? Like what parts are happening again? And, you know, in watching, I was telling you before, I'm like, I, I, I these last three years and my loving wife has dealt with it for the most part. Like coming with revelations at two in the morning about, did you know? Trust me, she puts up a lot. Puts up with some. <laughs> sometimes a lot. I do too. Um, but the the amount of information that, if you just do a little bit of digging into our history of how things went down, and a lot of things that, here's the big event, but the things leading up to the event, you didn't really hear about, we, we've got a really interesting history of, you know, the alphabet soup, agencies in our, in our country, inspiring things, call it that. Oh, absolutely. Both in our country as well as globally. Well, and I, I, mean, I think Ukraine's one of them. The, the biggest thing is, is we didn't have so much of the alphabet soup in this country until very, until probably the last 20 years, 20, 30 years. And I think that that's part of the surprise factor for the U S people. 
Yeah. They, they can't believe that it's happening to them. <clears throat> oh, yeah, we've, we've done that in other countries. And, and yeah, we run these operations in the other countries because we had to. But we'd never do it but here. But we'd never do that to our own, people. Our own people. No. It, and, it, and quite honestly, it's probably been happening all along. And again, but we're, we're in the world now, and you got to be really careful. Um, we're in the world now of we obviously have Rumble. We have all these different outlets, and we have technology that lets things get communicated in real time on Twitter, on Facebook, which is why they suppress things and they change narratives. But to me, the greatest, there's, there's two things that are I've noticed in all of my just watching documentaries and stuff. So the so deep fake is real, right? Deep fake wow. is as real as it gets. And for those who don't know what deep fake is, it is literally digitally changing the mouth of the person talking on a video and then other words being used. And it is, it's astounding. And that and chat GPT. So right now, AOC, if she can count past 10, I'd be surprised. She doesn't do any of her own I stunts. I don't know about that. But with chat GPT, they ask her a question. I mean, she, she always is reading off cue cards. There's nothing she says. You can tell when she's off, off script because she says something super stupid. Oh, absolutely like, idiotic. Just, just, she's really not intelligent. She's, nah. she's just not, right? <laughs> she is there for a purpose. She's an actress, like a lot of them. But chat GPT is going to say, they're going to have a reporter ask her a question, and the screen in front of her is going to, in in real time, even a question she doesn't even know, it's going to start rolling down the answer for her, and she's going to sound really intelligent. And that's on both sides, by the way. Like, I'm not convinced that there's not a uniparty going on. It here. is absolutely uniparty. They are all 100% corrupt. They're there for the enrichment of themselves, and they are following the script that they are given. Yeah. We it, know that. If you go, you know, I'm always, uh, I grew up Franklin W. Dixon. I'm a Hardy Boys kid. Right, every single book I read twelve times, and you're just looking for. Don't look at the thing; look at the things around it. And you watch an interview on Fox or CNN or any of these guys. They're interviewing, you know, the soup du jour. And if you just look behind him, there's twelve of these clowns standing around there. There's a camera, right, that they're talking to, and they're talking to Fox, or whatever. And there's a prompter right there. Nobody's ever saying their own words. I mean, I'm going, who writes these things for them? It is 100% entertainment, and. You're, you're going, well, there's, if they're all doing it, then they're all scripted by the same people. Well, the question is, who are the people, right? And That's exactly it. Who's you, know, the you, people? you get a few that can talk off script, a Rand Paul, you know, there's, there's a handful of people that can talk off script that are, they're actually, you know, they're intelligent, right? They, they came from somewhere else and they're like, okay, I'm done with this stuff. You know, what's his face? Um, Chip, is it Chip Roy out of Texas? That guy is, I don't even know, freaking... Teleprompter. He just just and he goes after it. He goes right for people's throats, and they hate him for it because he doesn't. He needs nothing. He needs a technology. Well, that's exactly why they hate Trump. That's right. The exact you same thing. Him. There's no control. They can't buy him, and he would go after the people. You know, it, there was nobody protected. If you weren't doing your job, he was coming after you. Yep. And you know that scares the hell out of the swamp creature. Hundred percent. And he can fund himself. Right, he can literally fund his own campaigns if he needed to. Going, I don't need your dirty money. I don't need to have all these lobbyists that I have to pay back later on. Are there some? Sure, NRA. There's a whole bunch of them, right? But you know, NRA compared to the Education Association, that's uh, probably about a fifty to one difference in what the NRA gives versus education, right? But I, I think the you know, I, I'm still going. I don't think he was supposed to win, and that's why COVID. That's why all the stuff that happened in 2020. I don't think he was expected to win. I think they just took that. Hillary's going to be the candidate and we don't need to cheat as much. Well, that's my guess. Yeah, that's exactly. They just didn't cheat enough to make yeah, her right. win. That's yep. all. They Somebody screwed up in the amount of cheating. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I think they, I think they underestimated just the, you know, 
You can call it nationalism. It's always such a bad word. Nationalism. Nationalism. Like, no, yeah. I'm proud of my nation. And yeah. I'm, I want to vote for somebody who's also proud of their nation. And at the time, there was only one candidate for that. And quite honestly, he got, he got I think he, he went from, he's proud of his nation because of things that he accomplished, whether you say his dad gave money or not, I don't really care. But what happened under his first three years, he's like, this is an amazing country. And people responded. People of color responded to him. Like, the demographics that were pro-Trump. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And that scares people. The it, Hispanic it, vote, absolutely. the black vote, the women absolutely. vote. All of those demographics, he was nailing. He was. And it scares the living daylights out of him. And, and yet we're supposed to believe that even though he got more, far more votes in his second election than he did in the first, that Biden somehow got even more than that. It, it is just ludicrous for them to even think that we should uh, that we should believe this. I don't know how anybody with any sense, any calm, you know, any critical thinking skills whatsoever can even believe for one second that that election wasn't rigged. He said mean things. That's that's enough. That's all you got to know. He yeah. said mean things, and he's a racist. All you ask people, my my Amazon guy comes down. He's a black guy, super nice guy. We BS all the time. I make I make a point to go outside. And he drives, he drives for FedEx and he drives for UPS and he goes on, I got Trump flag. I'm going make America great again. Right. It's like, take, take it back. And he comes down and he's like, you know, he's tiptoeing around whatever. And he's like, he's like, Trump ain't no racist. I'm like, I know he's not dude. I'm like, nobody thinks he is. The media says so. So the simpletons out there that believe the media and their scripted nonsense, I'm like they're the only ones that think he's racist. Like, He's like, no, I was like, man, he hired so many black people. I'm like, he did. And he hung out with everybody. Like, there's not one thing. And and wanting to put up a border wall to keep illegal people from coming into our country from oh, all awful. over south of the border. That's awful. That's not racist. That's called protect, protecting the borders, which all the government's supposed to do. Protect our borders. That's it. I got Blue Cat threw a comment up for us. One of our longtime viewers, Blue Cat's out there. And he says, Representative Brian Mask, I think, does an awesome job. Look at, I agree. We do have individual reps. And remember, the reps are the closest to the people. That was the way that our country was set up. The Constitution was designed that your representatives, that's why they're elected every two years, they're the closest. They are the most answerable to you. And I hope hope yours are doing a good job because I, I've got one in my area here. My, my rep at uh, the U.S. National Representative, he's a good guy. He, he's doing some decent things, but... There's a lot of here in Minnesota that are not doing good things, like uh, your favorite Omar. Yeah, Ilhan Omar. Yeah, that's that's and and in our journeys across the country, and I travel for business too. I tell them where I'm from, and they're like, "Oh gosh, what's wrong with you guys?" Blue Cat's over in Kentucky. Okay, and they're like, "You get that? You get that Omar?" And that's all they know. They know Omar. That's, that's it. it. Everybody knows that's we it. got I'm Omar like, in yeah, Minnesota. We do. We do. <laughs> and we have we have Klobuchar, you know, whatever, who used to be. Amy Klobuchar used to be rock solid. I used, I remember, I mean, in, in the night, whatever she's 90s prosecutor, she would prosecute people. Like she'd be she's like, okay, yeah. you're coming, you're going to jail. And she was, her, her father seemed, you know, he was a Jim Klobuchar, like seemed very common sense. She had a job to do. But then again, now she, she goes to Washington, like everybody else are going, oh, wait a second here. Crime isn't all that bad. They didn't really get hurt that bad. I'm like, well, they're like, mostly peaceful. Protesters. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That's right. And, and just the narrative to you go to Washington, you just like, you just, you stink. Like he needed, it's like, do, do they, do they right away fly to Epstein Island, get you thrown down with somebody that's 14 years old and you're like, okay, I own you now. Yeah, right? that's it. I mean, that's basically what, that's the whole thing at Epstein Island, right? Going, we just have to find a way to own the politicians and they do. 
And, you know, I, Jesse gives me some shit on the show here because I, I talk about RFK Jr. Yep. He's got, thrown his hat in. RFK Jr. is running for president against Biden. You know, yep. he, he wants the Democrat nomination. And it's not that I like RFK Jr. It's not that I would go and vote for RFK Jr. Because after all, at the end of the day, he is extremely liberal. He's, He's extremely a, liberal. He is a progressive every bit of the way. Except for the vax part. Well, maybe a few, a few, you know. Yeah, he is. But he is old school blue collar Democrat. Yeah, I agree with that. He, he is what the Democrats used to be 40 years ago, where they loved America. They believed in American exceptionalism. Yep. They wanted Americans to excel. They just had a really bad way to do it. You know, the, the tax and spend mentality of we can spend our way into success was just a really wrong thing. Not it was not the right way to do things. No, it's not and, scalable. It's not. It's not scalable exactly. without pinching people that are doing the actual work. And and that's what RFK Jr. grew up with. Remember, he grew up literally in the house yeah. with Bobby Kennedy Sr. Yep. He grew up with John F. Kennedy. He, you know, he bounced on his uncle's knee in the freaking White House. Okay. Yep. He grew up with those old school New England Democrats, Teddy Kennedy, that that kind of thinking, and that I can respect. Because they do like this country. They do think we do good things here. We have good ideas. I can respect that. He's just got a really, he's got some odd ideas of what we should do. He is very progressive. He is. There's, I, I watched a, a debate, if you will. It was the weirdest thing they had. You know who Patrick Bet David is? Oh, he's don't. got, uh, oh, what's it called? He's, he's got a really good channel on YouTube. He is a, he's, he's half Iranian, half Jewish. So interesting perspective on a lot of things. Really? And yeah. he gets he gets some heavy, heavy hitters on. Um, it's called valuetainment. Like it, it's he gets heavy hitters on. And it was it was probably 2020, late 2020, and he had RFK Jr. and Alan Dershowitz of all people, who at the time, wow. Dershowitz a little bit of trouble with Epstein Island, right? And somehow then manages to finagle his way into Trump's team. All these things are interesting to me. Um, but they're having this debate, and RFK Jr. is very versed in vaccinations. And Dershowitz is kind of more of, you know, what's what's the legality of forcing it, blah, blah, blah. It was a suit. And I'm going, I come out of this thing going, he, this guy's got some, he's got some game. Like, and then I'm going, okay, let me watch something else. And, you know, all all vaccine. And then I went off of his vax positioning. And I'm not anti-vax. I'm, I'm, I'm for vax, I'm for vaccines that are fix, solve, prevent natural things, not man-made things like COVID. He goes off, but then he goes, he's in a different level altogether when he gets off of anything vaccine. Yeah, yeah, right. So I'm like, but imagine this, uh, if there's a, if Trump wants to just upend the world, say, RFK, let's you and I run. You're my VP. <laughs> uh, can the CIA smoke both of them and make it like a mystery? Because they'd have to. They yeah. literally have to because Democrats don't want Biden. His poll numbers are atrocious. They're absolutely in the toilet. They are. And going... But you get somebody like that, who who there are enough old people, older people, and I'm getting there. They're going, it wasn't that bad. Kennedy wasn't that bad. He was a Democrat. He wasn't a liberal. There's a big difference. Exactly. And you get a Trump and an RFK going. You got to remember, Kennedy gave the biggest percentage tax cut in the history of this nation. Kennedy, a Democrat, yeah. cut taxes more than anybody in the history of this nation. We had a... <laughs> When Kennedy got elected, we had a 90% tax bracket. You realize that? 
a 90% tax bracket, which means that you work for 10 cents on the dollar. <clears throat> I think I would move to Buenos Aires. I'd hang out with all the old Germans. I, I mean, that's that tax bracket though is literally is what birthed Ronald Reagan, you know, right? Yeah. He was yeah. like, my God, what, what is going yeah, on just here? Throw me a softball. Like all I gotta <laughs> do is not do that. Right. But yeah, I mean, I think again, I, I think for RFK, I watched enough and go on this guy. He's off his rocker in some areas, but that can be reined in, right? Like, going, or, or, hey, Trump, make him, you know, you, it's obviously you don't have to have any medical experience to, you know, to be a HHS person or anything. There you go. Hey, RFK is my guy. He, we're going to have common sense approach to He's actually medicine. very well versed in medical areas. Oh yeah, he is. Because, you know, he's worked for the Children's Defense Fund for many, many, many years. He's yep. a lawyer and he has brought a lot of cases against corporations where they've you know, poisoned or injured children with chemicals or unhealthy living situations. So he's very well versed in the medical field. Yep. And you know, good on him. Thank you, RFK Jr. for defending the kids. I I'm all for that. Yeah, and you don't and you don't have to agree with everybody on every policy, right? And going, right. I mean, I early on in Trump, I'm going. I, I remember there was something in California where they were there's just a, a pack of just heathens going after. Um, a Trump, a Trump supporter event, whatever. I mean, just, just animals going all, all kinds, all races, all creeds, just a bunch of heathens, just not civilized human beings. And I remember going, and I didn't know anything about Trump at the time, like literally going, you know, you're fired. That's it. That, that's all I knew. And I'm going, I don't really even care about Trump, but if they're voting for the other person, I guess I'm a pro Trump person. I ain't voting for that person. I'm going, right? whatever, whatever they endorse. And quite honestly, we all have friends, family members that are Democrat. And they're normal Democrats, right? There's some other liberals. That's fine. You can believe what you want. As soon as you start pushing on me, I got a problem with that. But they they can't be saying, I agree with this stuff. I agree with what's going on. I agree with men peeing next to little girls. And I agree with them pushing stuff down my throat. Because again, they don't want, this is my wife's line. They don't want more. They want equal. I'm sorry, they don't want equal. They want more. And I'm like, yeah, every single instance, there's always over the top. More. I want you to accept me. Nope. I want to push down your kids' throats at school and I want to isolate your children into smaller groups. There's stuff going on in schools around here where it's like, well, we've got some, we got some people that are starting these, these groups and they're going to be held in school. You can't say no. And it's, I mean, it's literally organized grooming going on. And if you say anything about it, I'm going, I'm sorry. My, just, I have a simple rule. You don't talk about sexuality with a minor child that isn't your own, period. Yeah, that's if pretty simple. If you do, you are a groomer. By definition, I had to go through some sports training for, for my, my little guy in, in sports. And I accidentally clicked on the coaching um, syllabus for that versus the parent one. So that's like four hours of PowerPoint. And 90% of it was about the grooming of children, how to spot it, all the things that there's, I had to basically say, I, I promise to look out for this. And you're culpable as a coach if you see it and don't do anything with it, Minnesota. If he's like, oh, I think something's going on. I'm just going to turn my eye. Can't do that. You're legally going to be held accountable for that. But I'm going... I'm going, I'm watching this. And then I turn on the news going, wait a second. Like there's a, there's that's a rally over doing. that's what they're doing in schools. That's like you exactly. gotta be kidding me. This is it's, I'm going, but again, the same group because we care about the children, which ones, the one you're aborting, the ones you're grooming, which ones you care about. And the answer is none of them, none of them. So oh. it's, it's, I don't know. I, I'm again, normal. There's a lot of normal, good people that are Democrats. I know a lot of my family members, right? All, I mean, I don't care. I'm their family. You can think different things. You can vote for somebody else. I don't, I don't care, but there's gotta be this line and going, okay, that's past the point of normalcy. And you know that you, I, I grew up with you. You can't think that it's okay for somebody with a mental condition 
or just faking one that wants to dress up like a girl and pee next to girls. I'm sorry. There's nothing normal about that. You know, back in the day, they'd lock people up like that. Because well, you're a danger. And we all played pretend when we were kids, right? Of course. If if I had to get locked into a lifetime of, you know, as a child, you made a choice because you're pretending. Yeah. If I had to be locked into that, I would, oh, I, I what? I'd be on the freaking Millennium Falcon or something. Yeah, I don't like, know. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure at six, I like Wonder Woman. I'm like, I think I still like Wonder Woman, actually. But uh, going, I probably would want to be bad. Wonder Woman. I'm like, look at that. Or, but, or yeah, or I'd be a, you know, a freaking cowboy that I have to be a cowboy right. the rest of my life. Right. Yep. And you can or, change your mind. But once, once you're, once you're genetically changed through hormones, exactly. other things, you're not maybe going to change your mind. You're, and you're going to, especially if you're just fed the propaganda that this is what you are, because we want more of you to make our cause seem more viable. That's a problem. Right. And again, not your child. Don't talk sexuality with them. I'm sorry. Unless something happened to them and you're a law enforcement officer and you're going, okay, what's going on? Like, yeah, where's the bad man We're talking you? about a, a situation where there's a club. That's right? what touched me. Yeah. But we're, we're talking about children playing make believe. And, and now we're saying, oh, oh, make believe. Okay. Now you're locked into that forever. Right. You, we have children that are not allowed to buy alcohol. You, you got to be 21 to buy alcohol and cigarettes now, right? Cigarettes. You got to be 21 to smoke <clears throat> or a vape pen. Yep. And in a lot of states now, marijuana is legal for recreational yep. use. You got to be 21. You, you, you can't make that decision for yourself until you are 21 years of age to consume an alcoholic beverage, to consume nicotine. You are not allowed to make that decision. But if you want literally permanent body changing gene therapy, it's okay for you to make that decision. Keep in mind, though, I mean, these these things have roots, right? They have to start setting precedent. You know, there's always been, you know, we have a large Somalian community here. You know, on the genital mutilation thing, that's a big deal, right? And and they'd always be like, well, how can you we def- how can that was so horrible. defend that? Well, because later on, five years, 10 years from now, you're going away a second. But if I want to mutilate my child and cut off their cut off their dinghy but and, and, and I, I, can't, agree. I can't agree it's a horrible all the way it's a horrible thing absolutely what they were doing is. absolutely Ab- it is it was horrible but the the liberal media at the time that was going on it was a big stink oh my god how could any civilized human being do this to a child and, and now, now they're doing it and now they're doing it and you're you're bad kevin he's a horrible person for not agreeing in lockstep that whacking off let me finish my sentence. Yeah, I can't yeah, stop let's, there. <laughs> Whacking off an organ. That doesn't make sense either. Hang on. Time out. Let me just regroup. Let's, let's get our off, words. How about cutting off an organ there you. that's permanent? Because you ain't going to sew it back on, right? This is not operation. This is not Legos. Like, it's done, right? It's non-reversible. It's non-reversible. And, I mean, you know, I, I, I think I don't know enough about the numbers and stats, but I know there's there's a, there's a suicide rate that's it's disproportionate in the community in general. Going, imagine if you say... Well, oh, I'm, I've changed my mind, and I there's no going back. Okay, in the in the transgender youth, their suicide rate. That's what I'm talking people about people who identify in as transgender. The suicide rate is about seventy percent, seventy, seven zero. Now let's look at. You would think, oh, well, that's probably because they're not getting the proper care and the the affirmation, right? Yeah. They, the liberals would have you believe that that 70% suicide rate is because they're not getting the gender affirmation care. So they said, okay, let's look at the kids who are getting gender affirmation care in the transgender community. Mm-hmm. 
Guess what the suicide rate is? Probably higher. Oh, 70%. Okay, same, right? It's the same. You're, you're not injuring them at all by not kowtowing to their adolescent playtime pretend. Okay. You're not and 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 it, I'm I'm an empathetic person, right? Oh, very much, right? And I, and I, in general, probably to a fault, I would say I like everybody, and I and I I'm like you do what you want to do, right? And I feel I honestly feel going, you know that that's not normal. You, people can tell you that it is. You know that it's not. We all know it's not. That's not a knock on it. It's just that's just the way it is. Don't force it on me and my kids. Well, and they're. I was kind of thinking this the other day. It's hard to say how I was. I, I got to put this right because I don't want to take it out of context. I want you to kind of understand what I'm thinking. It it very well may be that someone is born and decides, I I really rather I was the other sex. Sure. I, I, I just feel more closely aligned with the other sex. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And that's, I can understand that. And people, well, well, they're born that way. Well, yes, people are born that way, but there's also people Lady born. Lady Gaga said so. People are born so. with schizophrenia. Yep. People are born with mental retardation. People are born with, you know, mental diseases that are homicidal maniacs. Yep. Do we have to accept that too? Right. No, it, we give them treatment. We give them help. We give them assistance to not behave that way because it is not normal. It is not acceptable. It is not something that we should bow down to and just say, oh, well, that's okay. He likes to kill people. Let him go. And, you know, quite honestly, I'm going, people will be like, hey, how do you know? How do you define normal? I'm like, well, I don't know. We all do, we all define it differently. And in general, people in different groups, whatever the demographic is, they tend to, they tend to get together and live together, you know, whatever. Yeah. Communities, like it's a community, whatever. And that's fine. I'm, I'm going again, you do you. It's when they overstep and say, I want you to do me too. Then I'm going to say no. And then I'm going to get vocal and I do. And that's where I'm saying, I'm not going to do you. You stay away. Especially if you won't accept it, we're going to make your child accept. That's right. I mean, this is, these are just, it's, it's weird times. Lawyers should be having a field day. I mean, there should be like going, but again, the public indoctrination system, formerly known as schools, makes it seem like you're a bad person if you don't kowtow and you don't say, well, every single scenario. And quite honestly, going, I, I love, I, it's the last day of Pride Month. Again, I don't care. I love how that continues to grow. The other day I saw a, a two in there, the number two. I'm like, I don't know what that one means. I got to look that one up. I don't, but we're going, it just continues to grow and going, how did we as a civilized society get by for hundreds of years without all these new classifications. All it is to me, it's just a division thing. It's literally intended for one group to be against the others. That's it. Just like race. Division just, and distraction. <clears throat> correct. Right. Just like it, class, just everything that's going, you know, you, you're, you, you're, when you sit down with most people, good Lord, most people are normal. Going to Minneapolis, maybe a different story, but in general, like, I have liberal cousins. I have gay cousins. I, and I'm going, I love you the same. I don't love anything different. People and I have, I have most of my gay cousins are Trump supporters, by the way. The, the, the huge, huge problem that we've noticed in the last, well, let's call it 10 years. Yep. Is that disagreement does not equate 
to hate. No, no. If I disagree with you on something, it doesn't mean I hate you. It doesn't mean that I want to annihilate you or wipe you off the face of the planet. I just disagree with your opinion. From from our side of the fence, that's that's valid. I don't know about the other side. That, there that's are what some I'm people saying, who that, want to go, you should be eradicated. You don't want to get vaccinated? We're going to lock you up. Yes, <laughs> but people forget that now. They, they do. They say that if I have a disagreement or my opinion differs from yours, that's somehow that's hate speech. Yeah, it's not. It's nope. not hate speech. It's called difference of opinion. I forgot to say when I came on here and introduced myself that I identify as him, 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 him. That's how I identify. It's my him, him. Yep. Him, I only him, have him. I'm only me. I'm only one person. I <laughs> I, I, you know, it's, it's invaded the workplace, right? You literally have to, you know, people send their pronouns to me. I love it. There's a thing, there's a thing in the red star, I don't know, a couple months back where they're finding that people who use their pronouns in their application aren't getting hired. And then I go, well, yeah, cause you, you come to the door with sexuality first forever. It's like, leave it at the door. I don't care what you are. I literally yeah. don't, but don't, don't, don't push it. We have a, we have a, a one of our manufacturers they were trying to get us like support their diversity inclusion stuff. And Hey, you should join these webinars. We're doing all these walks and all this other stuff. I'm like going, shut your mouth. Like this is nothing to do with what I do for work. Leave it at the door to the point of going, I think I'm going to stop selling your products to somebody else. Cause they keep their mouth shut. Yeah. Right. This is work. We deal with work things in this work, Correct. the business that we do. I don't need to celebrate who you sleep with. No, Nope. I don't care. I'm like, you don't care who I do. I don't care what you do. I don't brag about it. You don't brag about it. This it's this great unknown that 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 concept of mystery is gone, right? And maybe and quite honestly, maybe I I literally tell my wife I'm going, you know, I have three pairs of shorts, I have three shirts, that's it. I went to a Catholic school where every single day. The whole reason for a uniform was say because we're all the same. We can be different, act different. I, I don't value clothes. Some people value clothes. And they're like, I have to have the greatest of this, that. I'm like, it's again, it's the content of my character, not the color of my shoes, right? Same concept going, just just be be generic, be truthful, be honest, be sincere, be educated about your things. Don't just, I, I'm, here's what I think today. I'm going to go spread the word. And while I might do that on Facebook, my word is consistent. Right. <laughs> so I do talk about that. Can we switch to Ukraine? I, I'm you got to talk Ukraine. I, I do. Uh, that, well, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I was just thinking, we're not about, getting I was a just whole thinking lot about of comments Kalinsky. from the peanut gallery here. We got lots of people watching, but they're just not saying anything. They're awestruck by your, your brilliance. Charlie. Is that what it is? That, 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 that's it. Right. People hang on. <laughs> Let me, I got to tell my wife that. Let me just hold on here. Oh, <clears throat> uh, I, I should start having you write the, the Facebook post for the, the show because it cracks me up every day. This guy has the greatest Facebook posts ever. I have to be incognito. <laughs> I have a job and people are hypersensitive about things because they can't take a joke anymore. No, because <clears throat> it's a hate speech. It is. Yeah, hate speech. And I'm like, no, I like, we can agree on nine things. And the 10th one, you don't agree. I'm like, I don't hate you. Like you voted for, you voted for Biden. I don't care. Oh, but you're an awful person. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like no, that's fine. Terrible. Like, Hey, let's go grab a beer. Let's just not talk about that thing or talk about it and talk through it. And say, yeah, we can get along. You know, the old, we can agree to disagree. That's gone. Oh, it's absolutely. It's so gone. It to is. the point of going, I don't know, I'll just hang out with people that I like and that are like me and whatever. I, I find the older I get, the less people I like, though. Well, I just, I just care less. I just, <laughs> yeah, I, I say more and I right. care. I'm going, oh, I'm feeling like it. That's fine, right? <laughs> right? I mean, my Facebook friend count has indicated that, you know, there are some, I, I see, you know, posts from five years ago, you know, we had a baby 
and all oh, 700 people like this thing. I'm like, oh, 22 people aren't my friend anymore. Whatever. I don't oh, well. care, right? Yeah. Like I, I said, hey, if you're okay with staying home and not working for a year and collecting a paycheck that I'm paying for, I'm like, I think you're lazy. Go back to work. <laughs> Some people didn't like Get that. A job. I'm like, that's fine. I don't, I have enough friends, right? <laughs> I have enough friends. I've been saying that for years going, if I get more, that's fine. I saw a t-shirt once. I almost bought it. It said, uh, if you don't like me, fuck you. I have enough friends. That's it. That's it. Good. And, and, I, and I'm not still going to not try. There's some people I'm going, like, we got along on for years and going all seeing just like this one thing where I just said, I'm sorry if you're suffering financially and emotionally, but you're, you're, you voted for a governor that masked you and locked you up and selectively shut down businesses. But because he's paying you, you're silent, including most of the Minnesota politicians, by the way. Bingo. Like, like Republican Party calls me. And last, last time I had a guy, I said, I go, until... Can I say the names of the politicians on here? Sure, absolutely. I'm like, until Kurt Doubt and Paul Gazelka, the biggest rhinos you've probably ever seen in Minnesota, until they're gone, you'll never get a nickel from me. And the guy's just like, really? He's like, because I'm down in southwestern Minnesota. I'm like, you used to have a rock-solid guy down there, and the Republican Party ran out the most rock-solid conservative in the state of Minnesota, right. Munson. Going, they, they were literally funding campaigns against a Republican and I'm like, these guys are, they're, they're, I mean, this is why it's the Uniparty of Minnesota. This is why we're getting where we're getting. Cause there's no, there's no rebuttal. There's a half a dozen guys, maybe. And the rest of them are, again, did they go to Epstein Island? What did, what do they, what do we have on them? What do they have on them? But they're, they're, I'm like, why would a guy in Northern Minnesota be voting for stuff that's so important down in Minneapolis? Your constituents are up there, right? They're, they're, they're old, they're coal workers. They're, they're in the mines but up there. But it's just rocks and cows up there. That's right. It is rocks and cows. Rocks and cows. <laughs> I, I'm fortunate. I have, uh, you know, Eric Lucero is our senator yep. for this district, and Walter Hudson is our our new rock rep. solid. Walter's just I. Walter Hudson's a great guy. He should I, run I know for he should run for governor. He's just so intelligent. He's so level headed, and it's fun when people rip on him and do whatever. And they say, I mean, he, like you know, he gets called racist. Like he's a black guy. Yeah, he's a black guy. Just because he has common sense and says conservative things, does it make him a racist? Of course it doesn't. He's a black guy for God's sake. He just has a brain, yeah, right? It's. It, I actually, um, I was at the primaries this year or last year when we were doing the, the caucuses and I liked Walter a lot. We had the, the mayor of Albertville was actually running for the same seat. They were. Oh yeah. I think in deciding to primary. <clears throat> and I, I honestly had a hard time because I know her as well, real well. And I had a hard time deciding between, between the two who I was going to caucus for. In the end, I ended up caucusing for Walter. He, he's just like you said, incredibly intelligent guy. So. He is. And he's, he's well-versed in law and he's just got such common sense. I mean, I, I just, I read his stuff and he posts and he gets into, he gets into, into discussions with people and he holds true to his beliefs, which most people don't. They just don't politicians specifically. I'm going, Oh, they get shouted down. And so oh, they do. I'm not going to get reelected. I better alter my position. Yep. No, Walter is like, this is me. This is what I'm running on. And I'm not going to change when I get to St. Paul. Yep. Right. And he hasn't, which I love. Yep. I, I'm sorry. I sidetracked you. You wanted to talk Ukraine. No, no. And this, but it's good. I mean, I, I'm glad. And again, I don't know Walter from Adam, but I, I see him post on things. And I see what he posts and he defends his things articulately. And most politicians can't, right? They can't. So, well, he's a radio talk show host for a while. Okay. So, so that's good. Right? I, I think there's. He was on late night on uh, AM 1130 in town here. Okay. Yep. So yeah, right. he he's articulate for a reason. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you have to be, you have to, you know, you have to do the due diligence and do the work on a topic 
or you sound like a moron and you make, you make the cause sound moronic as well. Yeah. Like, you hurt more than yourself. That's right. right? The, that's right. The thing you're promoting takes a dent. Which, which I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sensitive to that going, cause I say a lot of stuff, you know, I also filter my, my audience and who can see those things. Um, but I, I, I do say things, but I try and say things based upon, Hey, I, I researched this for 40 hours. Okay. That's why I have this opinion. My opinions do change. I'm not just, I'm going, Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that George Bush was just a complete blah, blah, blah. Well, why right behind you, it says what we try to tell people all the time. Yeah. Think. You've, you've got to research things and think about that to form the opinion. You can't just form an opinion off a headline, right? Yeah. It's, it's funny. Speaking of George Bush, when, <clears throat> when he got reelected, I was at a, I was at a bar. Senior I, or, or junior when he got reelected. Okay. So 2004, I guess it would have been. And I'm at a bar and there was this gal that I knew who was actually pretty attractive. And I was single at the time going, she'd come up to the bar and I'd sing karaoke. She always talked to me and I'm like, oh, she's interesting. You know, and I wasn't really looking for a girlfriend, but whatever. And, and I was up there and I was pretty happy. Cause he got reelected and she comes up and she could see that I was happy. And I guess she was not happy. And I'm like, yeah, I was kind of remember her name, whatever. And, and she's like, you seem like you're happy with what's happening tonight. And I'm like, well, I am. I'm like, I voted for him. She's like, let me guess. You believe in God and you believe in babies and you believe in low taxes. I'm like, I do. And I go, what do you believe in? She's like, <laughs> She's like, I just can't believe it. I go, well, what, what do you believe in? Literally, I'm going from, I may right. love you and reproduce with you someday to going, you don't even know what you believe in, which is why you got stomped. Right. Right. And, and now I'm going, I, I still don't know what they believe in. Right. I'm going, but now we're getting beat. Are, are we? Right. But it's just, it's kind of going, do you, if you don't stand for something, I mean, the Aaron Tippin song, you got to stand for something or fall for anything. Exactly. Right. It's that's yeah, just, that's you're it. We're falling there. from whatever, whatever the headline of the day is, that's what you're going to be thinking. And, and the media knows that that's why they keep pushing the narrative all the time, all every the time. day. It doesn't matter if the facts back up their stories. They're just going to keep saying what they're saying because they know those people like her are just reading the headline. Well, it's kind of like, what's his face? The governor of um, Virginia, Ralph Northam, Gets totally caught in blackface, right? Just like Trudeau in Canada. And he literally said to the, he said, you know, that, well, are you going to step down? He's like, I think I'm going to ride out the media wave till this thing goes away. And they went away. And he didn't get, in, he didn't get like. For people like those, those people, Trudeau and those like him, there is no accountability. No, there's, it's just hall pass. It's 100% hall pass. And, and they've got, you know, Trudeau is one of the, the WEF cucks. Oh yeah, the, of course. The WEF brags about all the people that they have placed in government mm -hmm. all over the world. Mm -hmm. That's frightening. It's terrifying. It is me. frightening going again, American exceptionalism. We better start tearing down those statues because we don't want people to know what these guys did, including the good stuff. Obviously, you know, you, you can, you can make the argument that, yep, a civil war general tear that thing down, whatever going, but what, what were they doing? I mean, there's, there's the new slave class in America. I'm sorry. If people don't recognize that, Right? They're bringing them in by the truckload from south of our border from all over Latin America. If you think they're brought here to, to you know, go to work in, at, at Medtronic or go to work at these big companies, they're not. They're going to work in manufacturing plants, meat plants, food plants, fields, etc. They're bringing them in to, to crank up the numbers for possible voters in the state of Minnesota. Right. So when an election time comes, we need to get, well, it's plausible that an extra million people voted because they're here. They'll never be legal, but they want to count their heads and they'll never speak up about working conditions in places because they're legal. It is a, it is a, 
I mean, we are, we're watching us, uh, the, the next generation slave class come in. My brother, my brother's in the military and he was, he's overseas Middle East a lot. <clears throat> and, you know, he's been in Dubai, UAE. And, and I'm like, I said, you were there for three years. I'm like, how, how did they build that stuff? And he's like, slave labor. They bring it from all over. I said, they don't even hide it, right? They're going, yeah, that's the way it was. I mean, I'm like, oh, I mean, I, I kind of figured that going, you don't just make these things just, just monstrous and monumental and majestic. It's, it's not the guy making 30 bucks an hour union wages doing it, right? Oh, many bringing, hands make light work, right? <clears throat> that's right. And I'm <laughs> going, you know, you, you, you think that they, they, they keep bringing up slavery from Africa. I, I'm 100% for Juneteenth, which was, a, which was of course brought to us by Donald Trump, the racist. That's when Juneteenth oh, yeah, that's came about. Right. Donald Trump not eight made years Juneteenth. of Obama. Yeah. Not, that was, it was not even a thing Trump did, but it was a great thing. The end of slavery in this country or that's a good thing or organized slavery, right? Organized and sanctioned slavery. We can agree that was, that was 100%. a bad thing and it was good that it ended hundred percent. And but, but, but it's kind of happening again right now. And I would, I would be willing to bet that at the time, did they call it slavery? Right. Is what is because I'm going, I'm sorry, if you bring in a, if you bring in a, a flatbed full of illegals from Honduras, or wherever else up here and move them right to a farm and put them in barracks where they're living, you know, working 12 hour days and living in non air. I mean, going, it's the same thing. We're just not calling it that yet. Well, it, it time. I, I kind of equate it like taxes. Okay. The slavery literally is you don't own your own labor. Right. Right. Well, in this country, we essentially don't own about 30 to 40% of our labor. So we're only 30 to 40% slaves with, with the taxes. Yeah. But the same thing is going with the migrants bringing, being brought up, illegal immigrants. They're being put to work. And yeah, they're getting paid, but they're getting paid a fraction. So they're only, what, 50 or 75% yeah. slaves. So all the $15 an hour living wage people are like, oh, just except for that. Don't look over there. Well, so I think well, if we're going to be intellectually honest, at what percentage of slavery are we okay with it? That's right. Is, is because hundred percent slavery is bad. We, we know that we fought a civil war and we decided hundred percent slavery, bad thing. And we're not going to do that anymore. Yep. But for the citizens of this country, 30% slavery is okay. And for you illegal immigrants, 75% slavery is okay. Is that where we're going to land? I mean, that's where we're at. I, if, if we want to be intellectually <clears throat> honest with each other, we, that's how we have to talk, right? I mean, I, I travel the country, man. I see, I'm in manufacturing plants of all kinds. I'm going, it's, it's here. It's here. And, you know, I, I need, I need to dig into more of the, oh, what's the guy's name? Um, Cesar Chavez, right? Wasn't he the one that organized- yep for the farm labor in, yep. in California. So, yes. and again, they're the pioneers doing it. We want to be like California, right? We want to be just like oh, yeah. walls and Gavin Newsom could be, could be twins. We, we, we got to have DeVito. electric vehicles. <clears throat> yep. And we can't have gas powered yawn, lawn maintenance equipment and, and no guns and yeah, all, all these all crazy that. things. But I, I think I'm going, there's like, I, I need to, you know, my wife's always like, well, here's a rabbit hole for you. Here's a rabbit hole for you. <laughs> Plum Island. Anybody know what Plum Island is? I absolutely know what it's Plum like, Island is. like, we were driving to, I don't know where we're even going. We are at seven hour drive somewhere. Remember, I grew up on a farm. I know what Plum Island is. Okay. And, and I'm like, no, I'm like, what is this? So I start, she's driving. I'm going, oh my gosh, these things all just intersect, right? It's just, it's amazing. And, but again, I digress from that, but I'm going, hey, you want to go on a rabbit hole? But, right. but I need to dig into more into Cesar Chavez going, you know, there's, and, and you get the, you get the, you know, Che Guevara people, I'm going, do you people know what you're talking about? Right. 
Just, you're so dumb. You're literally so dumb. Well, that's the useful idiots, right? It is. That's, it is. They need those useful idiots. So they, they do. And they need, to, they need to be loud and vocal. Yes. And they need to go just, the, the, when they get asked a question that's going to be scripted by the news, they're going to sound like they're 4X, but they don't really know what the topic's about. They're just told to say these things, right? I mean, that's just the... Well, just like you were talking earlier with the, the teleprompters and the chat GPT, it, they can stick anybody there in a chair... You know, all they got to be is attractive yep. and, you know, maybe, maybe have some magnetism to them, the, you know, attractive woman, attractive man, whatever that may be. And they have to be well-spoken mm-hmm. and you just sit down and you read what's presented before you. News anchors, actors, all, I mean, they're all actors. If yes. you're not saying your own words, you're an actor. I'm sorry. You are Tucker Carlson, Don Lemon, all of you on, if these aren't your words, you're reading somebody else's words. Who wrote them? I want to know who wrote them. And I, I'm one of these knuckleheads. I'm going, I like the song writer. I don't care about, you know, <laughs> Kenny Chesney. I want to know who wrote the song. I don't care who's the biggest guy on planet. who wrote it. There's, there's a great, in just a quick, if you want to see a super cool, if you're a George Strait fan, there's the Dean Dillon story on, on, um, Amazon prime. It's awesome. It's called, it's called, it's called Tennessee whiskey. Cause he wrote Tennessee whiskey. Right. Everybody's like, Oh, Chris Stapleton. Wrote. I'm like, no, he didn't. It was cut like three times. Right. Just learn just a little bit, dig in a little bit. And he wrote most of George Strait's songs. Like I'm going, I like Dean Dillon Cause he lived the songs. Right. Right. He can say, here's where I was. And I did it. And same with, I'm going, you know, remember, remember what was his face? Arthur Kent, the scud stud who was in, who was at the beginning of first Gulf war. He was actually there. Right. The guy was there. I mean, getting mortared and stuff. I mean, guys, I'm going, okay, he's physically there. That guy's, he's an investigative journalist. That, that's real journalism. That people. is real journalism. Nobody does that Nobody. anymore. They green screen it. We were talking about, well, okay, it's a great segue to Ukraine. So I, I, I watched it and I segue a lot, by the way. That's good. <clears throat> it's good. We need to segue. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I was, I, the whole Ukraine thing to me, like, it's, I'll talk about it in a second, but I, you know how fake it is. When you, I, I like to watch Wyon and BBC and other networks just go on, okay, I know what garbage I'm going to get here. It's all propaganda written by the same 12 people, same 12 people. And there was this gal on BBC and she is let him go on. I can, you're in front of a green screen and she's like pretending she's like, she's got her battle helmet on. And she's like, I'm standing here in front of all the, you know, in front of all the, the tank. There's an onslaught by Ukraine military destroyed a Russian battery of tanks. Blah, blah, blah. And, I'm, and I'm looking and behind her. I'm going, okay, there's seven tanks. Half tracks are tracks are gone. They're rusted out 90% of the way through. And this happened yesterday. Let me explain to you about rust, right? This is cold war stuff. You're using propaganda footage to inflate how well the Ukraine's doing, AKA the United States and Europe and going, it's a lie. You're you're, I'm going, okay, so everything is a lie. Then everything from here on out, I think is going to be propaganda and a lie. And the more you dig, you're going, okay, none of this is real. And then that, that, that whistleblower just got, He's in trouble now. He leaked a bunch of documents that said, actually, the war is not going very well. So I think, what was it, 70 to 1 that the Ukrainians are getting smoked compared to the Russians? Well, and that is just insanity where you see the news reports on the nightly news or your local news or you start reading, you know, well, the star and sickle that we have yeah. here, that we know that's propaganda. It's, it might as well be Pravda. But to, to watch the media here, you would think that Ukraine's doing pretty darn good, right? Of course they're, they're not. They're right. probably going to win this thing, <clears throat> right? They're not. They're not doing anything to stop the... If the Russians wanted to just walk across Ukraine, they could tomorrow. Tomorrow. 
And, and they're not. They they moved into those specific places. They, they said, hey, these are Russian areas. Yep. We're going to make them part of Russia. They just moved into them. And then they're sitting there. And, and again, it's, it's you know, this this U.S. military guy is like going, hey, I mean, I've got family in the military going. And they're like, we cannot put boots on the ground. This has nothing to do oh, with God. us. Nothing to do with us. Good people are leaving the military. I mean, they're lowering recruiting standards specifically because people are leaving. They're going, we need to get anybody here. That's a problem, right? That is a global problem for us because we're all over the globe. But this thing is going, There's, this is nothing. This is not our fight. This is not our, well, but it is, right? So, and this is, here's a synopsis of probably the last year of, I don't know, a couple hours a night, articles, documentaries, digging back and whatever, 10, 15-year-old articles, and I think it was 2012. Well, you can go back to that. There's a whole Afghanistan segue too, but I think it was 2012. They've discovered a massive oil cache in the Black Sea, most of it in front of Crimea, right? So Russia had basically said, hey, Ukraine, here's Crimea. Here's all these, all this land. You do your own thing, whatever. And they typically had pro-Russian president in yeah. Ukraine. Very good. Thank you, daddy. Cause that's what it is. Thank you, daddy, for the land and Absolutely, this and that. Yeah. It's like, you know, we just, just be yourself, whatever we're making, we're making NATO happy and UN happy. So in 2012, they're like, wow, there is, we think we are on trillions of barrels of oil. Lots of interest to everybody in the world. Right. Yeah. So 2014, um, so the, it's, it's, everybody's over there going, is it real? Is it not real? Cause today, you know, we're, I mean, we could be an energy dependent. We were in a Trump, yeah, we were, we, but now we're going, there. we're going back to our, you know, our 50, 60 years. Well, we have to launder money. That's right. We have to, that's correct. Exactly right. We have to go to our Saudi partners who, again, if you're pro women, you're kind of probably not pro Saudi, right? And no, because <laughs> they're not pro women. They're not pro free. And, and if you're, if you're pro uh, gay and lesbian, you probably shouldn't be pro Saudi. No, you probably shouldn't be pro anybody in the Middle East. You probably shouldn't be pro Muslim yeah. because you know what they do to homosexuals? They behead them. Throw them off buildings, super so yeah, super tolerant and diverse, but but hypocrisy <clears throat> never stopped anybody, right? So, um, there, there, and this is all. I mean, literally, there's you can look this up. There's articles about hey, there's a lot of oil here, and what a treasure trove for Putin. And all of a sudden, it's like, wait, we want that oil. We're so dependent over here. We need another foreign source of oil because domestic drilling is bad here because it's happening on people's lands. Right. North Dakota. I mean, think of all the people in North Dakota that just made a mint yeah. because we weren't getting it from South, you know, from the Middle East. Absolute made boomtown. millionaires overnight did, did things at the state of North Dakota. Some good, you know, obviously some bad, but we must shut it down because we can't control those guys. This is their land. They're the ones that are going, Hey, I got all this oil here. This is mine. I have mineral rights to my own land. It's my oil. Then I want to help our country out. Right. That's bad. By the way, that's bad. Cause if you're a politician, you're going, I can't, I can't do anything with that. I they're not going to pay me. Right. They're not going to pay me to drill on their own land. They're not going to so, reelect me because I'm not going to promise them freebies correct. because they don't need them. They don't need them anymore. Trump <laughs> didn't need them. Anybody who's wealthy didn't need them. So 2014 comes around, CIA gets involved over in Ukraine saying that guy's too pro West. We're going to do all the stuff we did here in 2020. There's going to be civil unrest. There's going to be all these things that they do propaganda left and right of get this guy out. He's anti-Ukraine, blah, blah, blah. They get into somebody more pro-West, okay? They get him in, 20, so that's 2014. 2014, Russia's going, the Americans are up to something. We're taking Crimea back because most of the oil is in front of Crimea in the Black Sea. Right. Most of it's there. So now we have this thing, Russia's taking it back. Well, 
I, I think the number is 60% of Russia's GDP is oil and gas sales. So U.S. gets that oil on the southern half. Now we become, well, through Ukraine, our, our proxy, we become the source of oil for all of Europe. And Russia goes Russia goes down. Right? Oh yeah, they like they go down. Like they got that what the the North North One and Two pipelines, whatever. Like that's feeding that's feeding their economy, right? And they're they're diversifying now, and they're diversifying now for sure. Oh yeah, because we bombed one of them. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, no, they bombed their own pipelines because that's good for business. Yeah. <clears throat> and and understand that the USSR did not go under, did not dissolve because of you know political reasons that people just stopped believing in the USSR. They, they didn't go under because they thought it was a bad idea. They went bankrupt. Bankruptcy took down the USSR, not ideological no, issues. Absolutely not. Those people are still 100% sold. Putin is 100% sold on the communism ideal, 100% sold on totalitarianism. He has stated publicly that he would like to restore the Russia to the former USSR's glory. So it, it wasn't an ideological, it wasn't like freedom invaded the USSR and freedom took over. That's not what happened. They went bankrupt. So Putin knows if he goes bankrupt, Russia's in trouble because people are, they, they know what freedom is. They know what the US has and, and freedom's not invading them. Right. You know, it's, it's just not, yeah, they like the idea freedom. Yeah. That's a good idea, but we're doing pretty good here. Cause we got money in our pocket. That money picket shuts off. It's all over. It's all over. So 2015 rolls around. So now we have, we have a pro West president that we helped appoint just like anybody South of America, South of our border. We own all of Latin America other than Venezuela. With Banana republics. Totally, totally, totally. Look up Philip AG, A-G-E-E. Ex-CIA basically was part of overthrowing all these governments. And he left the CIA and literally was banned from the country and just an interesting guy. Anyhow, so 15 comes around. Burisma, the, the oil, the, the energy company. Oh, that name rings a bell. And, and the interesting thing is you're going, you think it's just, just Democrats and Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, whatever. And it's not. There's Republican former cabinet officers the Republican swamp and the Democratic swamp are on the board of Burisma because we want that oil. Like it's real. You're going, okay, we literally put all these guys in there. You know, I used to think I'm like, that's just nonsense. We start, like it's in the paper. They're going, hey, Burisma, this company and former U.S. representatives, this now, they're all on the board. I'm going, well, Republicans, Democrats. Again, I'm going, well, there's a unit party because we want, we want the oil. This is about oil, right? Right. So 2015, I'm, I'm call it a, a gut instinct. I'm guessing that when Hillary was supposed to win in 2016, the Ukraine invade or the Russia Ukrainian of invade Russia Ukrainian Russian invasion of Ukraine would have happened probably in 2017, but the wrong guy won. So in the meantime, guess who's on all of the impeachment stuff and all the quid pro quo nonsense? All the Ukrainian swamp that let our people run their country and their energy company are going. Okay, this is what you're going to say. They're all scripted. Here's what you're going to say. Trump said this. Trump said that. All of them, it's great. They're now trying to say we're trying to expunge these impeachments because none of it was true. They, 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 it just drives them crazy going, you tried, you tried, but everything was a lie, right? It was actually you doing this. Now we know it was you doing this. Now you're kind of the ones on the hot seat. But so 2016, Trump's president, all this stuff goes on. Zelensky gets in. You're going, it's always been about oil, right? It's, it's going, but what, what, what I think when one of our mistakes that we made, all of our foreign policy experts, we started to stiff the Saudis. So our, what, 60, 70-year oil partner? We're going into Ukraine without them. We're trying to get that oil without them. 
And, you know, gas, you know, our gas prices could be lower for drilling domestically and all those other things too. I'm going, but if our business partner's not happy with us, right. and now you see what's happening, right? Yeah. They're lining with China. And they're they're cutting production. They're cutting production. OPEC has been cutting production pretty regularly, and we're going to keep that price up there. So now now we have to get that oil. We have to get that oil in Ukraine because we just we didn't bring our dance partner to the dance, right? And I, I think we're we're seeing, you know, some of the panic in Ukraine and others. The, the Wagner Group is there, and they're turned on Russia. I mean, you never know. Anything comes out of the U.S. media, anything at all, unfortunately, including the DOD. You have to go, I take it with a grain of salt. Well, we their, used their, to, their job is propaganda. That's it. We used to make fun of, of Pravda in Russia, right? The, the Russian propaganda machine, Pravda. It was, it, when I was growing up anyway, Charlie and I growing up in the 80s, you, you just say Pravda and that was synonymous with propaganda. Well, that, that's what we have in the U.S. now. It's the same thing. Same exact thing. We have Pravda. <clears throat> you know, Angelica was trying to call here. I think oh. they want to join us on the show on the phone. Cool. We can do that. I, I'm going to try and bring them up so we can do it. First thing I got to do though is I got to I got to hook up the uh, hook the phone up to the darn thing here. And how do I do that again? So Jesse Angelica, I saw you were trying to call us. Let's let's get the phone hooked up so we can do that, and then you guys can call in again, or maybe I'll just try calling them, huh? So let's get it hooked up here. By the way, earlier they said we were on fire, so obviously they were enjoying it. Uh-oh. Well, I think we've got us hooked up now. Go back here, and I'm going to bring that down. Oh, that's not the one. Let me bring that down, and I can bring them up on the phone. One second here. I know Angelic was calling. Yep, it says we're hooked up, so. I'm pretty sure, Angelica, that if I would have called home during my honeymoon to talk politics, my wife would have divorced me. So you're a saint. Well, you do call her your first wife. I do call She's my first wife. She's my ex-girlfriend, too. I don't know. Is she there? Hi, ex this is Angelica. Sorry, I missed your call. Leave oh. Bye. We get voicemail. I get the voicemail. Angelica stiffs us. We say we're going to call her. Well, maybe she'll try to call back, and I'll bring you back up. Anyway... <laughs> No, so so again, I, I know it. She called me though. I wasn't gonna bug them. She tried to call me, so I I right. think we're safe bugging them on the okay. holiday. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. No, um, but yeah, I think that you know the Ukraine thing. I just I continue to watch. It's such propaganda that it makes you kind of go. Well, I think most of our wars had a lot of propaganda leading up to them. I think Americans Americans don't want another war for oil. Right. It's never it's not going to be popular. We have to fight a proxy war with Ukraine and this whole, you know, if that, that, that the Wagner group is real. Right. And we're, we're paying mercenaries. Then that's what's happening. If that's the case. Right. So which whatever. There have always been mercenaries in war. There was in Iraq. There was in Afghanistan. They're still going all over the planet. Right. You know, it, that's, that's mercenaries are the new way to do business with yep. war. Right. And the thing is, though, we, so we're, the, the propaganda that we're getting today is that this the lead, the head of the Wagner group, and I I can't say his name, starts with a P. At any rate, he was supposed to be living out his days in Belarus. He's not going to be charged with any conspiracies, but yet he disappeared. It, it's, it doesn't surprise me. It sounds like a Russian tactic, right? Mm -hmm. But Or a U.S. tactic. Right. Yeah, yeah right. specifically. Just kind of people disappear, right? <laughs> and what was surprising to me, though, it, it, I guess not surprising, but it obviously piqued my interest. 
is last Friday, a week ago, was all, when all this went down. This, this leader of the Wagner Group, he's ticked off at the military leaders, and he says he's going to march to Russia and get rid of these military leaders. He likes Putin. Putin. He was a good friend with Putin. What surprised me the most was how the news in this country had stories in the can about the Wagner Group. Amazing, isn't that? Isn't that something? <clears throat> like, like they knew something was going to happen with the Wagner Group. You know, was it was it a planned CIA thing? I don't know. I, I just I don't know. You know that that the the convenience of extremely researched stories with video footage and interviews that can turn up on a dime, even during COVID. You're like, wait a second here. How how'd you get that story when there's no air travel and so on and so forth? It's 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 you wonder how long is it in the in the in the making. I and I asked Kevin earlier. I said, did you watch Event Two Hundred One on YouTube? where they basically mapped out in fall of 2019 COVID pandemic and started started using words like social distancing and things like that and predicting a run on toilet paper and all this nonsense going, it's like a six-part series. It's probably 12 hours long, but this knucklehead watched it. And I'm going, I'm sitting watching it going, oh my gosh, and a, and a good buddy of mine who I said, have you watched this thing yet? And he's like, no. And he was kind of like me. He's like, well, I'll sit up tonight and watch YouTube for four hours. And But it's sponsored by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And they predicted a pandemic someday coming with all the details of COVID-19. Someday. In 2019, when it was created. <clears throat> and you're just like going, what in the world? But th these stories, they're, they're you, you got to wonder, like, who and when did they start planning this thing? Well, you know, I mean, on January 20th or whatever, or November 8th or 3rd or whatever it was in 2016 is when... COVID probably started <clears throat> going. I mean, Fauci, what said two weeks later, he's like, well, during Donald Trump's presidency, he's given a speech at what, somewhere in Michigan. He's like, yeah, there will be a pandemic and there will be a blah, blah, blah. I'm going, okay, well, thanks for the heads up. How, how can you call that that close? I, I mean, how, how can you predict with certainty there's going to be a pandemic during this presidency? You they're, know, just, they're just telling it because they have cover. They have cover from the media. And, and, but again, now with, with people's phones recording these things saying, Hey, I got this video of Fauci saying in 20, 2016, that there's going to be a pandemic coming. How does he know that? The, the media would just squash it, which you never heard about in the media, but I've seen the videos and he's talking about it going, Hey, there's going to be, there's going to be a pandemic sometime during Donald Trump's pregnancy or pregnancy. <laughs> <clears throat> Make, yeah. Um, um, during his can during his presidency, I'm like, I wink. didn't know he was trans. Well, you never know. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, but it's a, uh, it's, it's, it is a, the, the propaganda, but in, in here's to me, here's how long it's been going on for. So my father-in-law lives out of state and I was down, we were down there probably five years ago, six years ago. And we're sitting there talking about current events, blah, blah, blah. And he, we're talking about conspiracies and all sorts of things. He's like, well, I didn't conspiracy that happened. You know, he's 80 years old and he's like, that actually happened. Here's what really happened. And he brings to me a, a manila envelope and I have it in my house and inside, I pull out a Life magazine, and on the cover was a photo, a, sc a school photo of uh, like classroom kids in the 1950s or whatever, 40s, of James Earl Ray. And I open this thing up, I'm going, so basically it was the whole documentary of James Earl Ray, okay? <clears throat> and they were, they crisscrossed the globe, interviewing people, his kindergarten teacher, 
all places he lived. They went to every motel. Let our viewers know who James Earl Ray is. Some oh, yeah. of them are too young to remember Fair. this stuff. Yeah, James Earl Ray is who they pinned, he pinned the uh, Martin Luther King assassination on. Yes. Because just like Oswald, he got so scared after he shot him, he left his gun sitting right there with his fingerprints on, didn't bother to wipe it down. Yeah. So literally the same MO as, as Oswald, like the same exact MO. <clears throat> But anyhow, they had this, they had this biography, this guy's life. And I'm like, oh my gosh, man, this is, so it's 19, you know, April 4th, 1968. And, you know, everybody knows that dates in a U2 song. Everybody knows this. And the, th- the, the thoroughness was amazing. I'm going, I mean, they interviewed his kindergarten teacher. I mean, this guy was like 58 years old. I'm like, what is he, 88 years old? But they were over in London. Every single hotel he stopped at across the country on his way to the room across from the Lorraine Motel, they interviewed people. And now he's a weird duck and all this other stuff. And I'm going, this is, this, is a, this is a good piece of journalism. This is what journalism was like back in 1968. And I look, and I'm, and I'm kind of going, and, and I don't even know why. I looked at the cover. I'm looking at the picture. I look, and it was like May 5th edition. I'm like, so wait a second here. A month after this guy pre-internet, pre-14 million international flights going on, pre-everything, they had the, I mean, they had this storm going. They had a story all the way back to his childhood with a picture of his elementary That's class. right. Uh, and, and in a month, I'm going, it would take a month wow. to edit this thing for accuracy, right? Yeah. Like you're going to, you're putting this thing out there unless, of course, you had it way ahead of time. In the can. In the can. And I'm going, I looked at it going, that's not right. I can't, I'm like, no, I'm like, I asked, I go, it was, it was 68. It was 1968, Right. Because Kennedy was the same year. I'm going, yeah. Or, you know, Bobby Kennedy, I'm going, they couldn't have done that. They had to know beforehand who the Patsy was, right? Going, this is, but you know, I mean, I'll tell you right now, like when we write articles at, at work on stuff that is just, you know, it's work stuff, it's all of a month and people's time to get stuff done and, and again, Absolutely. edited, proofread, you know, getting it to print, getting it to press, but it went to Life magazine. And I'm going, you, they interviewed Ford and I had the magazine in my house. I'm like, I'm taking this thing with me. I'm going to read this thing like 10 times over looking for holes going, you know, you know, um, was, is those kind of things. And I'm going, there's probably a slip up in there somewhere. It has to be. But at no point are you going to put that level of detail. And if it wasn't for the international travel, I'm going, okay. Like, did they have 75 people covering the story and crisscrossing the country at all times? Maybe. It, yeah. I mean, it's possible. You got to understand back then newsrooms were huge. The, the written newsrooms, and, and if it's Time Magazine, that, yep, that was a monstrous Yeah, I think, news it, was, I think it was Life, but yeah. Or Life. They, yep. Monstrous news organizations. And at that time, like you say, there was no internet, so you had to have, you know, boots, 50, boots 75 people, right. boots going. And looking. by the way, getting, I mean, I don't know if I'd be talking to him, like Life wants to talk to you about, I, I don't know that guy. I don't know, right? But just the level of detail they had him going, there's no way. There's no way this was organically done Without, I mean, it'd be hard with the internet right now and yeah. email to get this stuff done. Again, compiled, proofread, fact-checked, right? If, well, fact-checking has fallen by the wayside, right? If, if well, it, Snopes says it's for you. Uh, yeah, but fact-checking today is, does this go against the socialist narrative? Then it fact-check false. If this promotes the socialist narrative, it's factual. It's, that, can, that's uh, fact-check today. It's super funny. I had posted an article so I think it was um, Boston University, probably eight months ago. So headlines are Boston University um, duplicates Omicron. And I'm like, wait a second. Was, at the time, it was like the worst thing on the planet. Everybody's going to die again, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, so again, because we know we created the virus, if everybody doesn't know that we created the virus, we created the virus. And, they're, they're, and they said, 
Well, it's like we all talk, everybody knows what gain of function is. Gain of function is taking a virus and giving it additional properties to make it more lethal or change the parameters, whatever it is, right? And Fauci's like, we didn't do gain of function. Rand Paul's like, yes, you did. You changed the nature of the you changed the nature of this thing. Like that's the definition of gain of function. You watch just YouTube these things it's between Paul and well, the, they, they gave it a different name, so they didn't do gain of function. Yeah, they they, but, they did this <clears throat> other thing that they called it something different, but they didn't do gain of function. So, but in Omicron, it was great because they said yes, we made it more lethal than Omicron but it's still less lethal than the original strain, so it's not gain of function. That's how they play these games. So you made it more lethal than the one that's the most lethal right now, but it's not as lethal as the original one that you created, so it's not gain of function. I'm like, to me, in my brain, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. I play one on TV. I write like one, says my wife. But if you alter it in any sort of function, right? I'd, I'd call that gain I of function. I would, and again, I don't care if, you, if, if the medical community that we now question on a lot of things, is saying, well, it's not because of whatever I'm going. Well, I still think it is. So that you can say you can have your you again. You can think your way. I think my way. But if you've created a virus, just like I, I think it was, I have articles in 2012, and there's there's a whole bunch of stuff they took. I think it was it was a version. It was either a bird flu or a pig flu. In 2012, like two different hospitals funded by Fauci <clears throat> took that virus, which is an animal only virus, and, they, and it was a contact virus, and they were successfully able to make it airborne. So they took a virus and said, mm, contact, just, just in case someday we got to create a vaccine, we want to know what an airborne virus would look like. It didn't exist until they created it. So there's this whole scientific community going, well, when gain of function goes too far, well, what is too far? I don't know. We may have something someday that's airborne. Isn't that weird? We had one. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, airborne. 10 years later. And, and, they're like, but you know, is it more harm than good? And there's all there's there's a lot of debate about. Super interesting to read about gain of function. But 2012 was the year when we said, and and I think again, not a doctor, but going if we figured out how to make one contact only virus airborne, they can do it again. So I'm going to make COVID in a lab. I'm going to figure out the parameters to make it airborne, and I'm just going to drop it here and there and watch what happens. Right. So again, this you know recapping, going hey, in 2020, the worst pandemic since the Spanish flu. And the worst race riot since 1992 happened a couple months apart. Isn't that weird? The worst ever. And you just kind of got to go. But again, you're going, who's behind all this? It's not a U.S. thing. Again, Schumer, Pelosi, it's a not going to pull this stuff up. It's a world thing. Absolutely. And, and, and the World Economic Forum is right at the heart of it. It is. Yep. I, last week, we <laughs> talked about that, um, you know, that Yvalda Harari guy. He's a, have you heard him? No. Harari's his name. He is like a, 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 what would you call him? Um, advisor to Klaus Schwab, the leader of the yeah, WF. Yeah. And, and Harari's a advisor to many world leaders as well. He's like the right hand man. I mean, seriously, he is. I, I think he's a false prophet. To be honest with you, it, literally, that is my gut. Is this guy is the false prophet? Okay. Um, he is now saying that they are going to use AI to write a new Bible with a real religion. Oh, interesting. Yeah. AI is going to write the Bible. Sure. And this shit's straight out of book of revelation, isn't yeah. it? It really is. Anyway, we've been going on for two hours, dude. Did you realize that? We have. And two hours. <clears throat> I, I think this my wife may would be, be long my wife would be saying, go to bed by now and, and go back to the garage. I, I can hear it already. Jesse is going to give me so much crap because we, we talked about making this an hour show for a long time. We haven't done an hour show in a long while. I know that. And Angelica tries to hold us to an hour, but 
Jesse, he says, let's go on and on and on. He is going to give me so much shit because we're at two hours. Dang it. I'm sorry for getting you in the hot water. I, I'm in trouble, Jesse. <laughs> With the work wife. I, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> we tried calling you to get you on the show. Jellica, you didn't answer. Blew us off to the voicemail. Yeah, and, and I, was, I was telling Kevin before, before I don't like, I have a hall pass. My wife's gone. Some of the kids and I, my little guys had a sleepover tonight. So I, I was going to just drink beer on the deck and watch serial killer documentaries. So nice. I still will probably, but just a little bit later. That's you all. got a nice deck too. I like that. The, the yeah. nice view with the pool. I, he's got it made. And, and, and if only I didn't have to leave the state of Minnesota, just to remain feeling like I'm free. That's the saddest part of all of it. Like it really is. Nobody right? wants to go anywhere. I'm going, I'm, you know, we're leaving family behind going, I can't, as a free thinking person and as a free man, I can't stay here. You just can't. And that's the. We always like to give people on the show, well, uh, the three of us, almost every show, we do what we call our final thought for the night. If, if you had a final thought to sum this up, I mean, this, I don't know about you people, but I have thoroughly enjoyed having Charlie here with fun. me tonight. Yeah, I'm having fun. This is not something I've never done before. It's just, uh, like I said. As you can tell, we can go on and on and on. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> my did, wife. If we didn't put a stop to this, we, we'd we go all night with you. And give me some Coors Light. We're going to really have fun. We really appreciate all of you joining us tonight. I Charlie, I want to thank you personally for joining me. Yeah. This has been a great time, and hopefully we have the chance to have you back sometime. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, you reached out on, I don't know, Monday, Sunday, Monday, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, we haven't talked for a long time, and I was, he's like, I'm like, hmm. I was with the wife, and she's like, well, so you're going to be home Friday night by yourself. I'm like, okay, you know, what the heck? So give her hell. Hopefully I didn't offend anybody with the truth or my version of the truth. Oh, or you my can't offend our truth. I'll tell you that. And um, no, it was fun. I mean, I think, you know, my, my takeaway is going, like I said, when I, when I, got on to rumble that first night. I was just like, I don't even know what I'm seeing. And, and I think, you know, this, this stuff, I don't ask everybody to believe everything I say or believe me or agree with me, but it's a forum. And I think we're missing a forum in this world, specifically in this country, in this state for sure, where we can talk about things that are maybe, maybe sensitive. And you only get through these things by having conversations and letting people talk through things, not shout them down, not shout over them, talk through them, document stuff, say, did you know this? I didn't know that. My opinion might change or vice versa. So this was fun. I had a good time and, you know, happy to come back if uh, if they want to take another vacation. If Jeff C. Angelica lets you. Right on. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to try to make this short. I thank you all for joining us once again. We love seeing you all every Friday. And yeah, like I said, I had to bring Charlie along so that you didn't have to just sit and listen to me by myself ramble on. I've tried that before. You, you guys have seen those shows when I'm I'm by myself. It gets a little hectic because I'm not by myself here. This is supposed to be a conversation, interaction, two-way street. We love the comments. We love you guys sounding off to us and try to get back to every comment on Rumble that you guys make. I think I've answered everybody so far. Um, really appreciate it. As you can hear, you're not alone. Charlie is another friend of ours, another friend of yours now. You understand there is more of us than the crazies. There truly is. And I mean, look at all the stuff Charlie dropped tonight, all the facts, all the information. This is stuff that he has dug into. We're digging into it. You're digging into it. There, There's things you can do. You're not hopeless. You can do this stuff. They've got a plan to get out of this Nazi state. I kind of wish I could. I, You never know. I might still. Jesse and Angelica, they're heading out west to tour. I hope they're having a good time. We do miss you. 
Uh, we like to leave you guys with a scripture. And I picked one out before we even started the show. And to be honest, I can't even believe how accurate it was. I picked this out before we even started talking. And it, it, it's, it's dead on. We've been talking about who is behind this stuff. What is happening behind the scenes to make all this evil that we're seeing in the world? And sure enough, they talk about it. This is out of Ephesians 6 and 12. You've heard this one on here before. It's one of our favorites. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. This is not just people in this world. We are battling an evil not of this world. Talked about it many times. So it's going to take everything we've got to fight it. And we definitely appreciate you guys here with us fighting the battle with us. We're going to be back next week. I got another special in store. Jesse and Angelica are out of town, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping they can join us. We're trying to arrange to have them on the Zoom with me. So it'll be all three of us again. And hopefully we can have Charlie back pretty soon too. I know I've had a hell of a good time tonight. Been a crazy night, a long one. Thanks for sticking with us. See ya. Adios.